director of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery. People in recovery, helping people find recovery. This show is pre-recorded. If anyone asks, we're a nice, normal talk show. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Most men like working on things, tools, objects, fixing things. This is what men enjoy doing. Have you ever noticed if a guy's out in his driveway working on something with tools, how all the other men in the neighborhood are magnetically drawn to this activity? They just come wandering out of the house like zombies. Men, it's true. Men hear a drill. It's like a dog whistle. Just... You know, they go running up to that living room curtain. Honey, I think Jim's working on something over there. So they run over to the guy. Now, they don't actually help the guy. No, they just want to hang around the area where work is being done. That's what men want to do. The Kate Daly Show. So happy that you're listening today on a Friday, and uh, happy Father's Day coming up this weekend. Um, hope you're having uh, something planned and something great, maybe even a great barbecue. Who knows? Um, but uh, wishing my own father a, a great happy uh, Father's Day as well. And. Um, on that note, today's show, uh, on the national show too, we're going to be talking about fathers. And we'll take your calls in the last hour, your experiences with fatherhood, your experiences when it comes to masculinity and talking about that. This is your chance to speak out and your chance to be heard. Um, and I really love that because I like celebrating men and I like celebrating what men are all about. Um, so we'll be, we'll, we'll be talking to Dr. Warren Farrell and his book, uh, Boy Crisis and uh, also what, what men really want you to know. <laughs> So he'll be fantastic. And then in the last hour, I'll take your calls. Um, also, Flag Day. It's Flag Day. And there's a huge display, a field of flags. Um, and, of course, the proceeds go to the veterans. You might want to go check it out. It's a beautiful sight. My own father played the bugle for that uh, this morning. So um, uh, what a great day, right? Flags flying everywhere. It's a beautiful sight. And we have a great guest in this hour. And I really, really am excited about this because as I talked about primary water um, the other day, on the air, and then of course a couple days later, an editorial comes out from a, a local legislator talking about primary, talking about the pipeline, um, and the pipeline kind of being the exact opposite of, of really going after that primary water. And uh, it's been interesting, lots of comments and emails, and I so appreciate that because I think people are just unaware. But I would like to introduce Mark Burr to the show, who is going to have so much more to say and educate me and you and all of us on primary water, as he has. Uh, extensive knowledge about this area. So this is going to be so enlightening. Welcome to the show, Mark Burr. Hi, Kate. Thank you for having me on. I've done about uh, three or four radio shows before, and I love it. Awesome. It's probably the last great place of open minds and, and yeah. uh, in our current media environment. So oh, it's, it's great me. to be on. I agree. Believe me. <laughs> so we're like the counter anti-media just because of the, the mainstream and, and the job that they do. And that, you know, it, it trickles down. Even in local, I find a lot of uh, publications supporting this pipeline. And it feels like all the people in leadership support this pipeline. And I've, I've always thought there was a, a better way um, to do this. And so I can't wait to get your, your take on this. And for somebody that, let's just, let's just dial it back for just a moment. Tell people just about you and about what brought you into this arena of primary water. 
Well, I like to tell people that uh, by the time I started uh, first grade in Eugene, Oregon, I'd lived on five continents. Mm -hmm. So I, I came back, and there I was sitting in a classroom. They were speaking English, and they all looked like me, and I thought that was kind of strange. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I uh, born, born in Guatemala and lived oh. in uh, Central South America, then over to Africa, uh, Europe, and then off to the Philippines and, and back to the States. My father started in uh, pharmaceuticals and then went into uh, aid work uh, with CARE USAID and then ultimately ended up uh, getting his Ph.D. in geography from the University of Oregon and be, uh, ended up at the State Department for many years and, and traveling around the world from there as a diplomat. So I've kind of followed in his shoes, I suppose. I went into international business myself, uh, and uh, mostly Latin America, Middle East, exporting mm -hmm. uh, American-made products before right. we got hammered by NAFTA and all of that in the 90s. Uh, worked for some big companies overseas as country manager and then got pulled into the Vortex, otherwise known as Iraq, mm -hmm. in uh, 2004 to 2006 as a temporary diplomat advisor to the Ministry of Industry and Minerals there and uh, left that, decided not to go into work for myself and did a lot of consulting, in, uh, mainly in the Gulf and Saudi Arabia and other places. Mm -hmm. And about 2011, I had hooked up with a Wall Street firm, and they always told me, Mark, you travel the world, uh, keep your eyes out for anything in water. Okay. You know, you know those guys. Water to them sure. is the next black gold, and if somebody mm -hmm. can figure out how to commoditize it, right. uh, we actually may have more than we need. But uh, so I came, I was in contact with a Californian who pitched me the story that you know of, mm -hmm. of Stephen Reese yes. and the you know the pioneer of primary water, starting in the 1930s, uh, creating this concept uh, of primary water, and they wanted me to go actually to Saudi Arabia to kind of reprove it again because Steve had been in Israel, Egypt, Saudi mm -hmm. Arabia, as you know, and to go out there, prove it again, and, and for really the third time, there's a big big effort being made, I would say, right now to right. come back and try to talk to the authorities that you're mentioning yours between mm -hmm. conservancies and town cities, states, and all the way into the federal government to try to get them to think differently right. about uh, water. And so that's kind of my background. I, I took that idea that they brought and ran with it. Uh, I took it to Kurdistan, of all places, first, because wow. it was northern Iraq. I know the country well. Mm -hmm. It was going through an oil and gas boom. The Kurds love Americans. Erbil is considered the Dubai of the north, and I just returned from Baghdad, Karbala, and Erbil, in fact, uh, a week ago, and uh, trying to be a part of the people that are now, once again, post-ISIS, mm -hmm. uh, trying to, uh, you know, make all our blood and treasure that we spent there um, worth something and, and make them our allies and look for, obviously, business opportunities there. And so I went there at the time and, and started to learn, understand water, drilling, uh, lectured at universities there or across the Middle East. And and honestly, Kate, it was amazing. PhDs, many who had been studied here in the United States mm -hmm. and in Europe, were aghast. After I exhausted every question they had, they would come up and say, why don't we know about this? Right. Right. And I think a lot of people <laughs> wonder, why don't we know about this? Um, and you'll get, you know, obviously a lot of questions. I have some questions for you. Um, people have chimed in, uh, even those that disagree with the with primary water. Um, and so I think for, for somebody listening in that's never heard of this, can you give us sort of the basic explanation? Because they really are pushing this pipeline hard. And I would like to hear from you what your basic explanation of this would be. 
primary water. Sure. And, and, you know, I've worked, and we'll talk about this, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, in some depth. I've worked now quite a bit in southwest Utah over the last couple of years and the Mm -hmm. Arizona Strip and uh, more and more in Arizona, California, a little bit Colorado and New Mexico. So uh, I'm originally West Coast, California, old pioneer family. So uh, even though I didn't really grow up there, I knew a lot of the the politics and politics Mm -hmm. of water. Uh, and so I've lectured, or lectured, I've presented and shared these ideas in Cedar City uh, mm-hmm. to both conservancies. So they know uh, about primary water now uh, down there in southwest Utah. Ranchers I've worked with out there in the Strip, uh, a number of various uh, county commissioners and larger farmers there trying to teach them a new way to think about water. Uh, some level of uh, accessibility, you know, visibility, mm-hmm. I think, from state side now on what we're doing amongst representatives and, and water authority experts. So primary water basically mm-hmm. is the concept that Hydrogen and oxygen combine under the electromechanical forces of our Earth Mm -hmm. to produce H2O in all its phases. Water is that unique substance that has liquid phase, the one we drink and are desperate for. It's in gaseous form, water vapor, right? Mm -hmm. When we have hot lung, we breathe against the cold pane of glass, we see transition from vapor to condensation liquid Mm -hmm. much of the water of our inside of our earth is actually rising as vapor and as it cools in the crust it liquefies so they are seeing recharge in deep wells where we're having to drill deeper and deeper around the world in many cases recharge that cannot be any logical explanation that there's any seepage down 500 plus meters, 2,000 feet, to see recharge in the middle of deserts, for example, in southern Jordan in the mm-hmm. DC Aquifer Project, which we can talk about. Okay. They're drilling three, four, five miles in the oil and gas industry. They're getting four parts water to oil sometimes. Hmm. There's a tremendous amount of water within our crust, and I can go hours of scientific evidence from laboratories, peer-reviewed articles, Stanford, MIT, around Mm -hmm. the world, Japanese, Chinese, Germans. Mm -hmm. There is massive amounts of water in the interiors of our Earth. It's it's mm -hmm. basically a given. But people are still the scientists. You know how it is. If they're not that brave, sadly, at the end of the day, and until there's enough momentum that they can cross swords with whatever academic power that can is be, mm-hmm. they are hesitant to actually state these facts. So here, here's uh, but a question. The evidence is now overwhelming. Here's a question for you. Some so, someone might say to you, "Well, it's too hot uh, for consumption. Uh, what we would drill and find due to geological activity." Um, you know, one person said that the, in enterprise, this is the case. Um, and even though they're doing it in Jordan, even though they're doing it uh, in the desert of the Middle East, but, but it, for some reason it wouldn't work here because it's too hot. What would you say to that? <laughs> no, it's a good one. I, I sit here in the Shenandoah Valley, Virginia, mm-hmm. where I live, mm-hmm. and I can go to many farmers, small, relatively small farmettes, even just people's private properties. Mm-hmm. And on that same property, they uh, here on the slopes of the uh, the Appalachian Mountains, you can have four different geochemical profiles from water on their property. You over there, you have this beautiful spring. They'll flow it into a pool Mm -hmm. so they don't have to use chemicals. Pretty cold water, but it's nice in the summer. Mm -hmm. It's it's a profile that is basically spring water. We know what that is. We bottle it, we drink it, people make money on it. Mm -hmm. Over there, they have a little well that they've drilled for the house. 
and you know they worry about it. They put you know a filter on it. They maybe think it's hard water, right? The third yeah. one over there, they have a thermal. Yeah, it's coming up hot over there. It's just funny. Yeah, that that just over there. And then the fourth one could be another uh, uh, agricultural well. It's deep. So it and really it's all four of those. Take them. Take them to your local water uh, mm-hmm. tester, and, and and they each have a different profile. Exactly how does that work if we have aquifers of pools of water down there? Exactly. So it really varies all within certain regions. I mean, you'll find various things just feet from each other, I take it. So, feet from each other. Yeah. We go around the world as primary water mm-hmm. uh, well locators and drillers. Uh, Paul Power is a disciple of Steve Reese. Paul Power, as you know, is the founder of a Primary Water Institute. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a Hungarian uh, refugee in 1956 uh, when the Russian Soviets came in there, ended up, of all places, in Ojai, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoke uh, German. Reese, of course, was a German immigrant in the 20s who worked with the Hoover family, okay. uh, Herbert Hoover later and became mm-hmm. president. They were world-renowned okay. mining engineers and metallurgists. We're going we're to come right back. We're going to come right back in just a few minutes. We're going to go into a lot of details. Stay on board. You're going to want to hear this. Primary Water, Mark Burr, Primary Water. Thanks for listening to the back. Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on the Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent company or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. Hi, this is John with Copiers for Sale, a division of Steamroller Copies. Did you know that we sell and service copiers, plotters, and more? Our unique business model allows us to offer 30 to 50% savings on your copier lease or purchase. Owning copy stores for almost three decades has taught us distinctive purchasing strategies. With our experience, we will reduce your equipment costs and give you better service. Call me now at 435-862-6000 for a free bid. That's 435-862-6000. Steamroller Copies! Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Wasatch Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. 435-922-7000. Hello, Southern Utah. This is Steve Johnson, branch manager for Les Olson Company right here in St. George. A lot of people know Les Olson Company for copiers or printers, which is great, but we've been in the technology business for 67 years and can do much more for your business. We have award-winning IT experts that can manage the security and performance of your business network and your devices. You have trusted Les Olson for years. Trust us now with all your IT needs. Les Olson Company. It is back. 
Valley Rotary Club wants to invite you and your family to downtown Hurricane for the 36th annual Easter Car Show presented by Balance of Nature. Saturday, April 16th at the Hurricane Community Center. Thousands of people will gather to get a closer look at hundreds of exciting entries from all over the western United States. A tradition for 36 years, the Rotary Easter Car Show is the area's largest car show and features exciting vendors, great food, and amazing classic cars. Tickets are only a $5 charitable donation and kids under six are free. Don't miss this year's car revving at 10 a.m. We'll see you in Hurricane for the 36th annual Easter Car Show from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday, April 16th. Sorry, no pets allowed. Brought to you by J. Hunt CPA, Stagecoach Grill, American National Insurance, Schultz & Products Incorporated, Davis Farmers Market, FX Industries, American Heritage Homes, Stout Home Furnishings, Western Pets Control, Roosh & Reeve, and presented by Balance of Nature. What if I told you the next 53 seconds could change your life? I know it sounds dramatic, but it's true. And while this ad might not be for everyone, if what I'm about to describe sounds familiar, you need to call us today. Let me get to the point. You've heard all the medical terms or nicknames, but ED is real. In fact, most of the people we work with deal with depression, unsatisfied relationships, an unhappy spouse, and even confidence issues. People think it's just about the bedroom. But if you're struggling with ED, you know it's far more. At Prolong Medical Center, our treatment plans have an 85% success rate. Yes, 85%. If privacy is keeping you from picking up the phone, we get it. This is why we have a discreet entrance and spread appointments out. Worried about price? Don't stress. Treatment is affordable and transparent. Your case is not hopeless. This can change your life. Prolong Medical Center in St. George. Online at ProlongMedicalCenter.com. Are you tired of bad blinds? Pull over, stop what you're doing, and give Budget Blinds a call. Hi, this is Amy. Budget Blinds make blinds easy and affordable. Whether you want automated shades that close with the touch of a button or app, or manual blinds for one or 20 rooms, I promise they can work with any budget. There's a reason more people in Southern Utah choose Budget Blinds. So say goodbye to those bad blinds and hello to Budget Blinds with your free smart home consultation. Call or go to BudgetBlinds.com. That's Budget Blinds. Lines.com. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. This song when I see flags, it's kind of funny. Um, but uh, yes, you can go down and uh, go down to the field of flags and see some wonderful flag, uh, just an amazing array of flags uh, right now down at Town Hall. Um, I uh, I so appreciate you listening in. Of course, you're listening to the Kate Daly Show. This podcast will be available on katedalyradio.com at the end of the show. And uh, also want to mention Auto Body Central. Get over to Auto Body Central, St. George Body Shop.com. If you have a if you're in an accident, I I choose them. You can choose your provider choose them they do it all they they'll work out a ding they'll work out uh i don't care what your problem is on your car they can figure it out uh 817-0949 they're perfectionists they're family run and i trust them they've worked on my own car and they're great um so make sure you get over to auto body central st george body shop.com tell them we sent you to um so i have mark burr on uh, ceo of primary water technologies and we're discussing water because it's so important and i i, I really want to talk a little bit about um um, about the politics of it 
if you will, because, you know, they're doing this in countries, other desert areas and have been for so long. Why are we why are we different? And so I think that's probably a question people are asking out there, Mark. Sure. No, it's mm-hmm. uh, it, it, honestly worldwide. And I was just telling you, I was in Pakistan about two mm-hmm. months ago. I met with the uh, the head of the uh, Institute of Geology at Punjab University. He had done postdoctoral studies at Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Uh, open-minded guy, and so he'd been to California. And he said, "Mark, at the end of the day, here in Pakistan, we survive on five rivers, and our whole development policy has been based on the same uh, hydrology and hydrogeology as developed in California." Okay. Bang. And, Full stop. Mm-hmm. He's referring to, of course, 100 plus years ago in California, the beginning of the building of dams and aqueducts to serve ultimately Los Angeles, but mm-hmm. farmers along the way and other communities. So water in the West, the whole water scheme, water laws, the water paradigm is based on scarcity. Yeah. Okay. Naturally, it looks that way. You're mm-hmm. in a desert, doesn't rain that much, uh, and you have these beautiful rivers. At the end of the day, even if there's scarcity, there's only so much water you can take from these rivers, putting global warming, cooling, climate change aside. There's only so much. We have two, three, four times as many people out there as 100 years ago. More people taking a little offtake here, a little offtake there. There's less. It's a right. fact. Right. So uh, there have been people drilling wells, though, for a very long time. Steve Wiese, prominent among them, who started to realize, I'm finding water that have a completely different chemical profile that is never hit the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Where is it coming from? And he realized it's being created in the earth. And as you've read, mm-hmm. these ideas go back to the, to the Germans 500 years ago and to the Greeks over 2,000 years ago. The Germans called it halitus. Mm-hmm. Right, that vapor coming up right. and out. So that is proven now. It's absolutely proven. They're talking about a layer of hydrous zone 400 miles deep in our Earth. These are geophysicists. These are people taken seriously. They publish their studies. Our satellite imagery and our technology is getting better every day. They flat out have explained this. The Japanese and the Canadian laboratories have proven exactly the pressures and temperatures of which rock is pulled out of our basement rock. That was the mm-hmm. third phase of water I didn't mention. We think of third phase as solid as ice. Mm-hmm. It's also our crystalline bedrock basement. So when you take granite down to the equivalent of nine miles of pressure mm-hmm. and temperature in a laboratory, you get nine percent water. That's a lot of water out of a rock. You think there's zero in it. That's All of our rocks, in fact, have water in them because they're made out of a solution, not a melt. Magma would make everything glass. Mm -hmm. So out of a solution, you can create rocks. That's why many rocks literally have, you know, water inclusions in them. You can go to rock shows and see the water trapped in there. How could it be trapped in there if it was thousands of degrees Celsius? It would have been burned out. We have massive amounts of water actually down there. A lot of it's probably in ice form and not magma, which is a theory that's not been proven. But let's not get too far off and scare people. But the fact is they're getting closer and closer to proving that actually. Right, okay. so there's a lot of water. They know it at least at We're 400 miles. The drillers water, right? of oil know it at five, six miles. Right, but we have a legal regime that has affected much of the world out of California based on scarcity. Let's take a second to say. And by the way, the engineering firm that was part of the Metropolitan Authority of California was who? James W. Montgomery Engineering, and his DNA is what? M W H Global. 
Mm. M is Montgomery, W, Watson, on around the world. I went to, I was called by Colorado, uh, Castle Pines. They came out there, said, nobody's thinking differently. We tossed our whole waterboard. They sold us some $120 million idea called renewable water. Renewable? They were taking water from somebody else's river because it's renewable. It rains over there, right? Mm -hmm. And they were going to raise a $60 million bond, and people finally said, it's a wealthy community. Even those people don't want their pockets picked at some point. So they said, we're we're ready to listen to you. Who was their engineering firm? They're owned by MWH. So those folks, God bless them. America has some of the best engineers in the world. I've seen uh, things done around the world that you cannot imagine. I've also seen them utterly fail in Iraq, and three of the four primes in Iraq were from the California five companies that built the Hoover Dam that are still out there today. Great companies, old thinking, water, hydrology is a sector in desperate need of new thinking, and uh, that's what we're bringing again in the primary water world, and we're starting to bring a lot more technologies and a lot more supportive science that is out there from very credible sources. So you've got interests wherever there's scarcity. You've got scaremongers of scarcity on one side, and you've got interests who like the old way. Take oil, for example. Peak oil was the scare of the time. Mm -hmm. We'll never only have a limited amount. Mm -hmm. Guess what? New technologies, new thinking, and by the way, similar science as to what we're talking about in water, they're seeing now in oil and even more so in outgassing. Outgassing natural gas. What else is outgassed? Water vapor. We can see it on satellites now. Whenever there's tectonic activity, we can literally see it being shot out of the earth. Not just a volcano doing vapor, but areas, cinder cones east of Flagstaff, areas in Utah, California. That's the origin. They know this mm-hmm. of our hydrological system, our rainwater. It did not come from meteorites or uh, asteroids. We've landed on them. Those are heavy water. They've contributed a minute amount if they did any. It's from inside along with outgassing of methane, of all sorts of gases, hydrogen. They're drilling for hydrogen right now in Mali, okay? Hydrogen, why? Because that's the next thing for electric cars is actually hydrogen fuel cell. Mm. The the, the community, what we call the technologists and businesses are way in advance, and they don't have any need uh, to go share everything they're doing because they're in business for a profit, well, right? Well, billions but of dollars. But when you go back right? to academia and you mm-hmm. go to government, who you're mostly dealing with, mm-hmm. they're not ready to move yet. But it's going to happen, and it's yeah. going to be brutal when it does. There's billions of dollars being made on the scarcity, on the scarcity factor, and so <laughs> and so you know it's yeah. like, you know the, the water that you're talking about that's underfoot everywhere. We're seventy percent water. It's what we're made up of uh, on this planet. Has ignored. It, it's being ignored by geologists. Right? Right. And and so they were taught that potable water comes from the hydro hydrological cycle. Right. Which is which merely recycles water already on the surface of the earth. Right. Exactly. Which is why the textbook mm-hmm. or we call it our primary water textbook. The name of that is new water mm-hmm. for a thirsty world. We're birthing new water that is adding to the hydrological cycle. 
it's going on its own. They're proving that now through water vapor and other releases, obviously springs that just spring forth on their own versus seeps, which that gentleman mentioned in the, in mm-hmm. the email or, or mm-hmm. that was sent. Yes. There's a difference between a seep and a, and a spring. There are springs that have been nonstop. And, if, you know, if you put a piezometer in that and said, well, we're measuring how much water there is based on that, you would say, yes, water's renewable. If you put a piezometer in a dry well, you'll say there's no water. Most piezometers are somewhere in between, but they're often placed in the wrong place, and that's what they base their safe yields on. We have a way to come in and map aquifers mm-hmm. using technologies that are out there to better place your piezometers, at, at least for the existing quote-unquote officers, uh, aquifers, let alone, let alone discovering and new aquifers where they know, they don't have them on the maps hard rock aquifers fractured rock aquifers why are you drilling in rock well there's water in rock if you mm-hmm. know where to drill into the fissure fracture fault that's bringing it up from deeper sources okay. this is new talk it's right. dramatic <laughs> and it, it's it it's going to take time but it, i, I well, you know, thank dr- god i think there's a lot of open minds mm-hmm. in southwest utah especially because of the effects of the drought. Well, now you've had a great year. You're at two, 300% levels. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Everybody kind of stops thinking about it and think, ah, we, yeah. we, maybe we shouldn't spend our money yeah. on that. Time, times are good. Well, It'll and I don't know. Again, you live in a desert. I don't know why, though, because this has been around so long. And all you have to do is look at Israel and Jordan and all of these other places that are doing this. And I don't understand why that isn't even enough for them to, to say, oh, my gosh, we have desert, too. Me, <laughs> We're not yeah, different. Sorry to interrupt. Let me, let me interrupt in Israel. Okay. okay. They formed the Mekorot, the water company, after Reese had already gone there and shown them how, showed them how to locate this water that, that ultimately mm-hmm. located enough water in three wells for 100,000 people that led to the development of Eilat, critical port down into Aqaba and the Red Sea. Who did they bring in to found Mekorot, their national water company? A key engineer from California. And he actually, they have squashed a lot of the German and East European thinking that was out there drilling the wells for the original settlers that came in. So they're also offenders of this through their water company. Yes, they have technologies, but most of their technologies are trying to get us to drink, take our brown water and our black mm-hmm. water and reconvert it and drink it, which I think you probably know a little about is, yeah. is just not the healthiest thing for our human bodies when you can get high quality, high energy, negatively charged mm-hmm. primary water that we've searched for 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 since we've been humans on this earth and protected these waters. Right. We can also drill for them and release them. It, so mm-hmm. even Israel is is you know becoming a has what I call California disease. Mm. Okay, and then uh, is it expensive to do this? It's not because, as you pointed out, in many cases we're drilling not that deep, but in areas where they they wouldn't think to drill mm-hmm. based on a standard hydrological geohydrological study. All right, we've gone into the area there in southwest Utah and said, okay, here's your your aquifer maps. We want to go into some areas that are that are clearly uh, rock formations, and and you would never say any rainwater would settle and seep into that outside of small amounts. We want to go in and release this water. If you want to keep the old thinking of, well, that's getting there somehow or other, well, fine. How about utilizing that water? Because we don't have to drill that many of these wells at thousands of gallons a minute wells to solve your problem, at least in the midterm. And I've told the water conservancies down there in St. George, I'm on all of the above. 
above guy. I'm not here to stop anybody to try to prevent him from a pipeline or mm-hmm. any technology. But how about all of the above does include modernizing well drilling because the farmers and ranchers are drilling wells and they're not using technologies and they're not getting help in doing that. So at a minimum, let, mm-hmm. let's come in and, and, and revive, well, like I like to say, make groundwater great again. <laughs> I love that. We're going to come right back. We have Mark Burr. I have Mark Burr on uh, talking about, he is the CEO of Primary Water Technologies, and and uh, and I'd love to know their reaction to this, because uh, as we go off to this break, um, I wonder if they're listening, and they should be, because it would be a lot less expensive, correct, to do this rather than a pipeline. And so maybe we ought to be looking at uh, other options. I'll be right back uh, on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on the Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. It's time to run, jump, crawl, and slide through Southern Utah's muddiest obstacle course, the Hurricane Mud Run. Balance of Nature is proud to bring this exciting, family-friendly race to our great community. The event is as competitive as you want to be. You can go for the gold and push your body to the limit or hang back and get muddy at your own pace. Sign up to run with a group and bring your friends to run as a team. The Hurricane Mud Run is designed for all ages, and kids 12 and under run for free. Go to HurricaneMudRun.com and sign up today. As a thank you to our local heroes, Balance of Nature is offering free registration to all first responders. Come to the Balance of Nature building at 1586 South River Road and receive your discount code. Again, go to HurricaneMudRun.com to register and get ready to get dirty. For the first time in 44 years, on May 7th, the Ironman World Championship leaves its home in Hawaii and lands in Greater Zion. There are 3,500 professional and elite amateur athletes competing, but there's a space for you, too. Not as a competitor, but you can spectate, cheer them on, volunteer, come down to Ironman Village at Town Square Park, sign up the kids for the Iron Kids Race, run in the Land of Endurance Fun Run, find out how you can get involved and see a schedule of events at ironman.greaterzion.com. Don't know what to do with the furniture that won't fit into your new home? Don't leave it in the garage. Consign it. Let us help you find new owners for your unwanted pieces. This is Lisa from Red Cliffs Consignment. We are open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we're located on North Mall Drive, nestled comfortably beside Boulevard Home. Many of you are furnishing a second home or short-term rental and are not quite comfortable with buying furniture online. At Red Cliffs Consignment, you can see it and touch it, sit at it and on it, and best of all, you can take it home today. We have an interesting mix of furniture and accessories for you to explore and get new items in daily. 
From very old to nearly new, you are bound to find something you love. Come see it, touch it, sit at it and on it at Red Cliffs Consignment. Thank you for voting Garage Doors Only, the best garage door company in Southern Utah, three years in a row. It has come to our attention that other garage door companies are capitalizing on the current supply chain issues by grossly overcharging. Don't be pressured or misled into overpaying for repair on your garage door. At Garage Doors Only, we commit to treating you fairly, no pressure tactics and no overcharging. We have the supplies and the professional technicians needed. If we aren't your first call, make us your second opinion, free of charge. Garage Doors Only, where the only thing we do is garage doors. Utah is currently experiencing a crisis unlike anything we have seen before. More Utahns from ages 18 to 45 have died from overdose than any other leading cause in America. Ten Utah adults die every single week from drug overdoses. Despite this disturbing information, it has had very little public awareness. Recently, Washington County had a drug bust of 11 pounds of fentanyl pills. Lionsgate Recovery has been fighting against this problem that is killing more of your young adults than any other problem Utah faces. But we need help. If you want to make a real difference in our community and local families' lives, please consider joining our team. We are in need of social workers, therapists, and other passionate people to make a real difference in this life-or-death struggle. You. What? Who is Rudolf Nureyev? Uh, wasn't he a defenseman for the Maple Leafs? Yeah, okay. Uh, can you tell me who Louis Armstrong was? He was the first guy on the moon. Mm. You know, one small step for man. Maybe they're not getting enough art. Kids who participate in the arts do better in school and in life. To learn more, visit americansforthearts.org because all kids should get to appreciate Nureyev's dance and Armstrong's horn. Art. Ask for more. A public service message brought to you by Americans for the Arts and the Ad Council. This show is pre-recorded. My country says the Hi there, welcome back. Kate Daly Show here, and uh, make sure you get over to DefendingUtah.org. Ben will come on the show Monday and uh, share with us his latest, but DefendingUtah.org. Get your uh, father a subscription to that. It's a really uh, wonderful thing. He can also get free uh, front sight time when you do that, and then also uh, some great tools there to be purchased that, that you can uh, share with your father that would help him be a better uh, citizen overall and, and definitely get more involved and know exactly what to do to be effective. DefendingUtah.org. It's a great Father's Day gift, actually. Uh, I have Mark Burr with me, Primary Water Technologies. Um, and let's talk a little bit about Iron County and how they're embracing um, br- embracing some of what we're talking about. Mark? Yes. Yeah, so I, I did want to mention uh, that uh, I, uh, after four years enlisted in the Marine Corps, I ended up at the University of Utah, mm-hmm. Salt Lake City. My first uh, daughter, our first daughter was born at the uh, University Hospital. So I have a soft spot in my heart for old Utah mm-hmm. and uh, know, know a lot of the geography for sure from back in those days. Later on, got my master's at Thunderbird in Arizona, so I know the West pretty well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so up to, to talk now more about Iron County rather than Washington County, because Iron County, uh, they removed themselves from the pipeline, uh, as, as I understand it, and ultimately bought water rights sufficient, they believe, for their long-term needs from mm-hmm. western Beaver County area. But they still have the issue that they need to, I think it's 
you know, in the two, three hundred million dollar range to bring that, you know, pipe, drill the wells and pipe that and bring it down right. to the Cedar City uh, area in the central Iron County Water Conservancy District. So, uh, you know, we've been up there talking with them. So that's that's quite a lift for them as well. Okay. So we've analyzed their map. We've shown where we believe there are at least new aquifers that aren't on their maps where we can locate water that uh, will will certainly in the small to mid period before they get the money raised and, and build that, if they're going to do that, no mm-hmm. matter what, and add water and hopefully lower folks' water bill prices. In the meantime, more folks can have their pretty green gardens, and, and on we go. So they're starting to see this as we come out there and show them a different way, a 180-degree different way of thinking about it. This is a sector that needs disruption. Like Silicon Valley likes to disrupt certain industries. Uber came in mm-hmm. out of nowhere and disrupted the medallions of New York uh, by the, the digital mafia in Silicon Valley, and it's game over. Before those people could react, we now can just get on our phone and get a taxi when mm-hmm. we want it. Mm-hmm. So this is a, another sector ripe for disruption because there's almost no thinking. Most people don't realize, end users of water, that your water is probably coming from a well, and 99% of wells, there's literally no technology used in locating it. They'll do a study. They'll bring somebody who analyzes maps and say, well, we think, again, look up for water, watershed, water table, aquifer, and that minimizes their chances of success. That's their thinking paradigm. We come in and go look down for water, how it rises in a world that's spinning a 1,000 miles an hour plus at the equator, which makes us an oblate spheroid, pushing this water out, and up it comes. Why we have springs, why we have artesian wells, we're trying to tap that water. So we come in almost like a Mm -hmm. oil, gas, mining geologist brain, and start to think about these passageways, these unique areas down there, not just pools of water waiting for us to bring them out, mm-hmm. called aquifers. In, in, uh, so if you can pinpoint locate and precision drill, as Vern Cameron did in the 1960s in Lake Elsinore, California, when that lake went dry after mm-hmm. an extended drought, drilling into a clear cross-fault structure, three wells, each capable of 5,500 gallons per minute, and it could have done more. They did not have a pump capable of doing more than that. They refilled that lake, had to toggle it back Mm -hmm. so that they wouldn't flood the whole valley, and now you can turn it on and off as needed depending on your rainfall. Those, as you mentioned in your previous cast, were the 8,000 backup wells that Steve Reese said, I can do it cheaper than your Feather River project. Even if you go ahead, you're going to need these backup wells one day, and they've never done it. We can do that same approach across Utah, certainly in Washington and Iron Counties, and when you don't need the water like right now because you had a great winter and El Nino came in, Mm -hmm. great, toggle them back. Mm -hmm. They're there. They're available. They're new aquifers at a minimum, and you're not using any technologies. By the way, outside of dousers, three out of four wells in southwest Utah, and by the way, most of the southwest, mm-hmm. is if you ask them who drilled that one, who picked the spot, 
it's a dowser. I have nothing against dowsers, but nine out of ten percent mm-hmm. of people don't believe in them. I know. I, yet, I, well, that's who your specialists, after all their fancy studies, mm-hmm. they call their little buddies, <laughs> old men, to find them it. out here, or and some women are out there doing it. Mm-hmm. Hey, could you help us decide where we're going to drill? <laughs> in 2019, I think we can do a little better alongside our wonderful dowsers right. and show what's going on down below, mm-hmm. which are the technologies I bring in with gamma scintillation counters, with passive seismic machines that even folks in the water industry in the States and in the oil and gas have not seen what we're doing. Hmm. Okay, so here's a question for you. Can it create a sinkhole if you're using uh, this water faster than, than, uh, than the skies replenish it? I, I encourage people to go on to Google Earth, look down at those uh, the, mm-hmm. the island on the south end of Lake Elsinore. You can see it. They've refurbished it uh, for a million or two dollars in mm-hmm. 2004. Uh, they indicate they still produce a billion gallons a year to re, you know restabilize that lake. The island's not stink, sinking. The three are in a row, directly in line. Is that they're right on the same fault? It was done as a case point. Someone mm-hmm. smart at one of the meetings there at the library in Cedar Cities, farmer I could tell said. Why don't they go and, and turn them all on to see if they're affecting any of the other waters in the area? Because if they did that and not a single other well was affected by it, it would literally undo their whole system. And they do not mention on their extensive website, their history, the drilling of those wells. They will not recognize it, Kate. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of thinking, closed minds, inspector that is so desperate. But remember... Peak oil ended in 2010. There was no chance they could ever mention that term again without getting laughed out of Oh, yeah. What that happened? Was ridiculous. Peter Gleick, Pacific Institute, mm-hmm. created peak water yep. in a paper. And now everybody's talking peak water. Yeah, everybody feels like it's a, uh, a finite resource that, that's running out when we're 70% water. And so a lot of people feel like, well, uh, you know, th- this is a... a the subsurface water levels, you know, it'd be difficult to pump it or you're getting it out of rocks. That, that would be very hard to do. It, it isn't that hard, correct? It's not. It's correct. not. As, yeah. it, many times it can come up literally free flowing. We've seen that in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have right, water right away and then you go ahead and put a pump in and do pump tests and see how much you can, uh, you know, re- pump out of it safely. Uh, but, yeah, this stuff usually is coming under pressure, allowing for a high static level head near surface water table, in other words. And it allows for a cheaper pump to put in the 135 wells drilled by Global Resource Alliance in northwestern Tanzania, where they were told there's no aquifer, were all started by Paul Power, a primary water institute, and they have changed the game in that northwestern area of that country. And we're doing it in Kenya. I just went to Ethiopia with Water Alliance for Africa Mm -hmm. at Salt Lake City. Kirk Willie out of St. George is their chairman. He's come back saying we're going there at the end of September, and we're excited. Yeah, sounds like it. I'm excited too. And I, I know for the for the skeptical person out there that says, "Oh, well, you want the contract and 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 not the uh, pipeline." Is there anything in this for you? Um, how do you benefit, K Bono? Because we always ask that question on the air, right? Motivation. Have, no, we have sure. to. And it's kind of funny where people in America, you know, mm-hmm. this open market yes. capitalism yes. center go, oh, who's, how are you benefiting? <laughs> well, look, everyone benefits. You're right. There are people who on that pipeline, engineering firms oh, and the people yeah. on the land are nicely benefiting. Yeah, a lot of land now, deals. Now, from our perspective, mm-hmm. go for that and do it. And that's a wonderful. We'll drill wells, by the way, along that pipeline and add more water to it. How about that? <laughs> and there we are working side by side. Mm-hmm. But 
here's the deal. A gasoline station is at retail. They don't own, they don't go out and drill their own well. I have a water exploration production model where I go in and pay at our expense and risk the cat, the, the, for the well drilling, the exploration and drilling of the well. And I, all I want you to do is buy the water. Oh, how much are you going to charge? You mm-hmm. tell me how much you're going to pay me, and then I'll tell you, great, my contract needs to be five or six or seven years versus one. Pay me a higher amount, I'll be out of your hair in a year. Right. It's a simple sliding scale. You tell me what doesn't affect your water bill, and I'll, you know, once you drill it, there's very little maintenance right, mm-hmm. to the pumps, and on you go. Uh, and so that's the model. There's no upstream model. Guess what? People don't realize their water companies, municipalities, are spending precious capital uh, dollars drilling a lot of dry wells or low-performing wells. There was just one done there uh, out in the well field south of St. George toward mm-hmm. one of your reservoirs. I came in with a, a my past seismic system to show the difference between some of the good wells and the not good wells. And you can see these wells a right. quarter mile, half a mile away from each other. That's a lot of money to spend when all you did was basically a visual study. Mm. No technology. I'm I sorry. See. People need to demand at least Take a look in 2019, America's the technology guru country, mm-hmm. and we're not using it for our water. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't make sense. Well, like you said, going going retail on it, I mean, that, that props it up for control, and that props it up for prices uh, going up. And, and this would cost so much money. This pipeline is just an exorbitant amount of money. But every single legislator or somebody in power is behind it, which I always find a little interesting when when they're all in unison. There's no other, there's no other choice or option. This is the only thing. And then I want to say, well, who owns land on that pipeline? Of course, that's where my brain goes. But, um, but what do you think about that? I mean, I, I, I just, I, I find it strange that, that nobody seems to be really open to a lot. Just pushing. I found some, uh, both past and current, uh, uh Conservancy types, uh, commissioners, politicians mm-hmm. who are actually a hundred percent behind what we're doing. Oh, I'm so they glad. understand it's a heavy lift. There's educating. We've I've spent plenty of my own money and time to go out and get in front of people to educate and go for it. We 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 obviously need to get some holes drilled in the ground, some wells going uh, from private entities or whoever to start proving this out. It, we have a nice proposal in front of the Iron County Conservancy. We hope they'll pull the trigger. We're bringing in, uh, I'm bringing in my California partners on that to really do an interesting study that hopefully leads to some pilot wells for them. But others will be drilling soon. We've had some good successes in the Southwest again as we get going because I I generally work overseas. It it can be tougher, but it's sure rewarding in certain communities. Well, you're all over the world. You're all over the world presenting and, uh, and, and people, there's so many places you can go to find out more information on this and really go through an explain exactly what is going on with primary water and how they do it and what and, and, and whatnot primarywater.org is one uh, is there anywhere else you'd want people to go mark uh, primarywaterinstitute.org my mm-hmm. website is primarywatertechnologies.com i've got some okay. uh, resources on there a very long powerpoint about the history of it and, and references and links and scientific references uh, you know and so there's there's a lot out there i encourage you to read new water for a thirsty world many people say they've read every book about water in the mm-hmm. southwest cadillac desert and all that they've never seen that book because it was bought up and destroyed near to a copy when it was published in 1960, with the backdrop being that Feather River project. And Governor Brown, Moonbeam's father then, was not Mm going to have any well drillers get in his way. It's a fantastic book.
Oh, I love that. It became a huge, obviously, water wars. Uh, there's a lot of fighting over water. Ranchers, I'm sure, are nodding their heads right now, and farmers listening to this program. We have a lot of them that listen rurally, and I'll tell you, it's about water. So the scarcity in that um, has presented, uh, you know, for a lot of contention and price gouging and everything else, we have a we have a, a, certainly a situation here where we could look at some options. And it isn't about regulation where, pe- where the left likes to regulate to death to try it for, for conservation. There's more to it than that. And I don't want a lot of regulation, but I do want to look at these kinds of options, primary water uh, being probably the most positive one that I've ever seen. And I, I hope people go and they research this, Mark. Um, I know you're making presentations all over the world right now. And like you said, you're constantly, uh, in fact, you're just about to embark on a trip over east right now. And I'm really glad that you've come on. And I really actually want you to come on again, because now that this has sunk in, I want to even go deeper in our conversation if you're up for that anytime would love to do it even if i'm overseas i can okay. call in That'd all right great. thank you thank you mark burr thank you and uh, he is the ceo of primary water technologies uh please go to primary water institute primary water technologies.com or primary water institute right both of those or uh, primarywaterinstitute.org, primarywatertechnologies.com are mm-hmm. two great sites. Okay. Uh, I love this. We need to be talking about these kinds of things, not over-regulation, not, uh, not, not a pipeline that they seem to be pushing and just telling us it's scarce. Let's go after really what, what the issue here is and, and get down to the bottom of it, literally, <laughs> down to the bottom of it, right, Mark? So there's so, there's so much, uh, you know, God, God made a great earth, and uh, that water down there is renewable. And uh, I know the left pretty much owns that word, but it's renewable, and and you can actually uh, you can actually grab that water. So thank you so much, Mark. Really appreciate you and all your thank efforts. You, very much. you bet. And uh, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Doctor w- uh, Warren Farrell joins me. Uh, a couple of great books under his belt, and we'll be talking about men, fathers, boys, masculinity. You name it. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. is pre-recorded are we getting older or is the supermarket suddenly playing great music the kate daly show starts now you know my mother used to say long time ago whenever there would be
medical people. Anybody who is coming into a place where there's a tragedy, to be, to be sure that they include that. Because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. Hi there, welcome back. Kate Daly Show at your service, last hour on a Friday. Uh, happy Friday to you. And uh, that was interesting, Dave. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, he got oh, uh, Julia on. We just scratched on. the surface. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, and I got her from Dr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roden. Mm-hmm. Raiden, actually. Yeah. He was going to come on the show, and uh, he had a he had a personal crisis. And yes, so. he did, a family crisis. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to get him back on, too, because he's Very so articulate and well-explained, and he hits, he's also humorous. Mm-hmm. He hits a lot of funny stuff. Of course, we had some fun with her. Yeah. With Julie. Well, it's, it's fun, Julie it's fun to, but, to talk about yeah. science with all of that, because um, I think uh, probably a big portion of this audience can understand, you know, yeah. uh, or, or pray, or, or maybe meditate, or whatever uh, the case may be, but it's kind of fun to bring the science angle in to see what they're discovering. It's like they're finally catching up. <laughs> <laughs> finally right? catching up. And the, the thing of it is, is this is real science. Mm. Yeah. This, this, you know, often we talk about, you know, okay, uh, ghosts or or something that's just offbeat. Right. right? But I, I mean, but things that are not explained, this I think is, experimental. is maybe, I mean, I think every single one of us, all of you listening have had something happen that's you can't explain. And so maybe you, maybe you even haven't said much about it because people are going to think you're crazy, whatever. But I'm going to venture to guess, like she said, uh, she, all of the scientists she knows have had multiple experiences they can't explain. And yes. because you, you can't explain it doesn't mean it didn't happen or it's not true. It just means that what, what to make of it. Because obviously the science, I mean, the science world hasn't caught up to what that is, can explain it, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, but it's strange, you know, have you had something happen that you just can't explain? Uh, several times, and a lot of it, maybe it's called an empath, empath, right? But I have been around people, and mm-hmm. that for good or bad, on both sides, evil people, mm-hmm. especially in the police department, and and good people, right? And and all of a sudden, you just feel, you can sense their aura. You go, whoa, this is a great guy. Mm-hmm. I and you don't know him. His back is turned to you. I knew this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and also the times on the police department, uh, you know, I just get right. that, you get that feeling, Little this is a bad or... situation, I feel, yeah. I've had that happen <laughs> I got to a, me. I got a bad feeling about this, the Han Solo, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's a, yeah, you just feel that, uh-oh, this is wrong, this mm. is bad, and you don't know, it's, it's the sun is shining, the things are happening, everything's the same, except all of a sudden in inside of you mm-hmm. this guy watch out he's got a gun hmm. or this guy watch out he's going to go off or this is you know bad situation right. where you can kind of sense who they, they are they told us about this when we went on a police when we joined the police party you, they said you trust that you'll be going down a street and everything is the same but you'll just know that hey, there's something wrong here Hmm. on the street. Yeah, I had that happen to me. Mm-hmm. I was in wa- the state of Washington and I, I, we were just about to turn the corner to go down this road and I had the distinct feeling to turn around. Stop, turn around and, and leave. Mm-hmm. Don't go down that road. So I never know. I, I don't know to this day what would have happened but all i know is is that that was real i can't i mean i can't explain how that happened but i absolutely 100% knew that yes. i was not going down that road 
And so does that happen to me all the time? No, that was the only time in my entire life that's happened on mm-hmm. like on a street where I just I knew I wasn't supposed to go down. Right. There. I wonder if people uh, in our audience have had these experiences. You know, like I would something. venture to guess everyone's had one. Is that too much? Do you think that's off? Do you think and it's then, off to guess that everybody's at least had one? Do we ignore them? Uh, Dr. Paul Radin talks about this. He calls them paranormal psychological experiences. Mm-hmm. Did you I know call almost them more spiritual 100%, things, but yeah. This is the thing. Almost 100% of the lay people believe in this. But as you go up in education, up to the scientists, mm-hmm. he says only about 10% believe in it. Oh, I believe you know? that. <laughs> I totally believe that. <laughs> as you follow, I do. the higher you get in education, the less and less you start <laughs> believing in things that happened to you right. when you were a layperson. You try to explain them. Because when, when I read that book about the doctor um, and the atheist doctor, it was his story, you know, and he said, you know, here I was an atheist. That I mean, was, I, I, I can't explain what happened to me, but I know that I died and I came back. That, even Alexander. I think you're referring to and he was a brain surgeon mm-hmm. and his brain was completely shut off mm-hmm. and he knew because right. in a laboratory there was no neuron synapses it was completely gone and yet he said he felt that all of this really convinced him from being an atheist to understanding that there's something beyond yeah. something that we don't know we can't explain hmm. and so often people argue with me or they try to explain things in a, using realism mm-hmm. or using the you know the world around us without trying to delve into what's going on beyond the, behind the scenes. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I don't either. I don't either. I I, I remember the story. There was a, a woman whose husband drowned, and uh, and so in in her book she wrote about this that uh, that he appeared to um, her uh, father and told him where a life insurance policy was in the closet that she didn't know about. And mm-hmm. he told her exactly where it was, and it was right there, and she had no clue. I, so how do you explain, you know, it, 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 how would a scientist go about explaining that? You I can't. agree, and it doesn't have to be earth-changing. No. I'll, let me tell you something that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I was a teenager. I lost my wallet. Okay. Okay, and I was sleeping on the couch at the time because uh, we had more kids than we did be- bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Okay? I was sleeping on the couch. I was so distraught and upset about losing that wallet. I had my driver's license, had a little bit of money, had all mm-hmm. my ID, and everything else in there. Just upset. And I just couldn't figure out where it was. I looked through the whole house, couldn't right. figure out where it was. I laid down that night, and I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And as a, just as I was w- waking up, I heard the voice. Mm-hmm. The wallet is in the girl's bedroom underneath the dirty clothes hamper. (laughs) (laughs) It's what I heard. Right, right. I got up and I went in there and lifted up the dirty clothes hamper and there it sat. And there it was. (laughs) Can't explain that one. Uh, Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, guys. Hi there. Do you realize how much of our brain we don't use? Yeah, I think it's kind of scary to think how much we don't use, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've looked into that. It is nuts. Well, we could just get together with all our friends yeah. and have a barbecue weekend. <laughs> the next thing you know, we'll have the Great Pyramid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I'm game. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, 888-673-1450 if you want to chime in. 888-673-1450. Uh, we'll take your call. But- we, yeah, we shouldn't sell ourselves short. Yeah. Ancient cultures mm-hmm. were able to produce, like he said, the ty- pyramids. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, 
know, and I believe through technology that's way beyond us. Oh, absolutely. We've had so many scientists come on and, and talk about that, right. the advancement of those societies. Uh, how did they do it? Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Um, I was thinking about your power of prayer that you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have Dr. Emoto who took water droplets and he said a prayer over one mm-hmm. and he said to another one, I hate you. Put them on, he froze them and put them under a mag- uh, microscope. Mm-hmm. And if you look up that study, it's the most beautiful thing after prayer. Wow. The hate looks terrible. Uh, the crystals. Mother Teresa, yeah, the crystals come out. I mean, I've never seen such beautiful I've crystals. seen that experiment. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Positive mental uh, mm-hmm. imp- uh, images. Right. Actually changes the crystallization in the water. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the same with uh, rice, a bottle of rice. Hmm. If you tell one, I hate you, you say one, I love you, and another one you ignore. Uh, the one you say, I hate you, it turns gray and terrible. The one you say, I love you, stays white, and the one that you ignore turns black. Oh, weird. So, oh, that's yeah, interesting. It, it's a really cool study. I'll have to look right. that up. What's the, what's the name of it again? Uh, his name is Emoto. Okay, Doctor Emoto. Emoto. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give it a look. See, thank you. I appreciate that. That's great. Uh, yeah. In fact, I, I've, you know, I do think there's a lot there that would be very hard to study because it's so unexplained that I don't know that you really could do that. And I don't know that we're meant to sometimes. I mean, you can leave sometimes the unexplained to the unexplained. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm. But would you venture to guess that? Everybody listening has had at least one experience with that. At I, least one experience where they, if they, if they, yes, yeah, uh, if they acknowledge it and they don't forget it, mm-hmm. they might, you know, you know, that was just coincidence. But if they stop to think about it, yeah. yes, everybody. Because you don't want to think you're nuts, but you also know that you can't deny something mm-hmm. because even to this day I know I wasn't supposed to go down that road for whatever reason I can't deny that 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 happened I can't explain it but I can't deny it and so it's as vivid right now as it was back then I mean mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen every day so you know that's a, a, a truthful experience it's guardian angels I, I don't know I don't know you how think? people um, explain explain that but uh, um, but yeah I mean I've had many experiences many mm-hmm. uh, just like a knowing of something all Are of a we? sudden or or sensing somebody uh, like you said isn't a good guy I remember as a youth I could do that very well um, when I was when I was young when I was growing up I had a really keen sense of um, of, of people and could could figure them out very very quickly it was really strange actually uh hi caller welcome to the show go right ahead hi hi i think this subject is very fascinating me too i've been looking into it for decades Mm -hmm. but i think what is going on to bring it back to really you know what your show is like politics and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. yes you take that theory of the particles and they uh, uh, they act in observance Mm mm-hmm what is going on now in the media? What? Right. How is the media trying to? In the media, the broad term. Sure. Virtually everything they're trying to get you to perceive life in a particular way. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And that is, and it's on a negative, and it's on a very more on a very physical level, and for you to give up. Mm-hmm. And the more you 
more they talk, the more you're going to observe, the more you're going to think that way, and the more that the direction in life, in this life, will turn that way. They're shaping it. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Wasatch Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. 435-922-7000. We have got to get out and have some fun again. I'm so ready. You know, Casablanca was named gold winner in the RJ's 2020 Best of Las Vegas for Destination Casino Resorts. Casablanca in Mesquite? Golf, spa, Catherine's Steakhouse. I can hit the links. While I hit the spa. Casablanca, here we come. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort Casino in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. Parents, now is the time to start talking about your teenager's mental health. Seeking help for teenagers in a mental health crisis is a scary and stressful time for everyone involved. Vive Adolescent Care is a local hospital and treatment facility here in St. George that specializes in helping teens deal with suicide ideation, extreme depression, anxiety, and self-harm issues. Five offers a variety of inpatient and outpatient services for teens to help deal with difficult issues that claim the lives of too many. Go to vivetreatment.com. That's V-I-V-E treatment.com and get help today. Can you get better sleep anywhere than on a Tempur-Pedic mattress? I don't know. If you slept on a cloud, maybe. And that cloud was floating on a gentle sea of marshmallows. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress, where we have the entire line of Tempur-Pedic mattresses and specially trained sleep experts to help you get the one that's perfect for you. Right now, get a $3 gift with the purchase of any Tempur-Pedic mattress. Plus, get 72 months no interest financing. Wow! Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. Hi folks, Greg here from Gold Ore Store. I have the amazing ability to sit down and chat with hundreds of individuals. Each and every person I speak with has a personal story of triumph and tragedy. They each want and desire to be able to support and care for their families today and far into the future. All of them are removing their deposits from the banks and credit unions and trading in those tired, no interest bearing Federal Reserve notes for real money, silver and gold. They do not trust a rogue government to take care of them anymore. Join the new real money revolution gold ore store is the inflation killer buy silver now before the price explodes we have a small window folks gold ore store voted best of southern utah award-winning service and support in troubled times 435-703-9119 gold ore store now provides platinum prestige highly secure private support at our new appointment only location Call 435-703-9119 for details. Are you tired of bad blinds? Pull over, stop what you're doing, and give Budget Blinds a call. Hi, this is Amy. Budget Blinds make blinds easy and affordable. Whether you want automated shades that close with the touch of a button or app, or manual blinds for one or 20 rooms, I promise they can work with any budget. There's a reason more.
more people in Southern Utah choose budget blinds. So say goodbye to those bad blinds and hello to budget blinds with your free smart home consultation. Call or go to budgetblinds.com. That's budgetblinds.com. What if I told you the next 53 seconds could change your life? I know it sounds dramatic, but it's true. And while this ad might not be for everyone, if what I'm about to describe sounds familiar, you need to call us today. Let me get to the point. You've heard all the medical terms or nicknames, but ED is real. In fact, most of the people we work with deal with depression, unsatisfied relationships, an unhappy spouse, and even confidence issues. People think it's just about the bedroom. But if you're struggling with ED, you know it's far more. At Prolong Medical Center, our treatment plans have an 85% success rate. Yes, 85%. If privacy is keeping you from picking up the phone, we get it. This is why we have a discreet entrance and spread appointments out. Worried about price? Don't stress. Treatment is affordable and transparent. Your case is not hopeless. This can change your life. Prolong Medical Center in St. George. Online at ProlongMedicalCenter.com. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. there welcome back kate daly show here and uh yeah we've kind of brought up a, a different topic uh today's show is a little different um because uh we're talking about those things that are unexplained and i think i'm gonna i'm gonna take a guess um we've got a caller holding for a second but i'm gonna take a guess that you've had something happen in your life that you can't explain and uh i'm pretty certain of it because i think all of us have had those experiences but uh, i'll take the caller hi caller welcome to the show go right ahead Hi, Kate. Hi there. Susan, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm so glad you called. I I, I wanted to talk about Dr. Graf. You had uh, you had some things about Dr. Dr. Graf has been uh, really um, well. Gosh, he was Stargate, right? That was the director of Stargate. Project right, Stargate. Right. Yeah. And okay. when he went into it 40 plus years ago, they kind of dragged him in and said, kind of look at this. And he was an aerospace engineer and just thought, well, this is kind of crazy. Is there really psychic phenomena? But mm-hmm. because the Russians were using it and the Chinese were using it, he thought, we better start looking into this. And so pretty soon they put him in charge of the program. But he just came out with a new study that he did with a partner, completely Mm -hmm. scientific method, Mm -hmm. that he was able to predict the AP photograph. So the publisher, AP, Mm -hmm. put these photographs in a newspaper. He was able to draw and predict them three days in advance. So he could draw the shapes, he could draw what what it was about vaguely, um, but the number of people, and some of these, 12 of these were accidents. So they hadn't even happened yet. Oh, my god! And yet he could check it out. It was the same newspaper every day, below the fold, the AP photo of the world, and so he... Oh and his partner goodness. drew like a girl in a purple dress. Well, mm-hmm. it was a picture of Buddhist nuns, girls, wearing their purple robes. And, oh, weird. I mean, talk about <laughs> random. So what does, that, what does that mean? And it's right. called, his article is called Perceiving the Future News, Evidence for Retrocausation. Hmm. And that was published in the American Institute of Physics. So totally legit. Yeah, he's, he's a physicist. Just, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Staggering implications. 
yeah. staggering for what this could mean. Can we be predicting? Can we be influencing future events? How is yeah, which is it? He could see what that picture would be when those pictures hadn't even been taken yet. Oh my God! So that's. But I just wanted to share um, yeah. a psy experience that sure. I had had. I was crossing the Verrazano Bridge mm-hmm. in New York, mm-hmm. and I had these images of cars diving off the side of the bridge, and it was so shocking to me. And my husband kept saying, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" Later that evening, that big bridge in Minnesota had collapsed. I remember that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And so it was so vivid, I thought I was losing my mind. And then later I read the news, I was freaked out that this bridge had collapsed. Later, after I'd had that experience. Oh, so we really don't understand yeah. how this all is put together. Well, I'm starting to think anyway. so. Yeah, we really don't. And uh, I, Susan's awesome. Susan helps out with the show in uh, information, all kinds of stuff. She's just stellar. And uh, this Dr. Graff was director of Project Stargate, a physicist. He's been on ABC's Nightline. He's been kind of all over the place, Discovery Channel, you name it, British Broadcasting Corporation. But uh, that is fascinating. Three days prior to know what pictures or have some sort of image of what's going to show up up wow yes. and 34 of those were successful i mean really he said we were just hitting our stride it was amazing so he's written a book mm-hmm. one is called tracks in the psychic wilderness mm-hmm. that there's actually like this psychic energy out there how do we tap into it so he also has a book called um i think it's river dreams mm-hmm. and so it's filled with his own personal experiences and that of his team and these were scientists these were people in the air force and other branches of the government and you can't just disregard this yeah yeah i would say useful and and right if professionals are using it oh my gosh well thank you does he say how to develop these skills you say he went in there as a scientist a a skeptic Mm -hmm. and now he's doing these kind of things is there a way to develop these skills or yeah just yes absolutely it's it's kind of a human ability as he describes it it's like we all have that ability she was talking about prayer who's really good at it who's really good at focusing and so the more you practice focusing anticipating and his book goes into some of that um he also has a website mm-hmm. um dale graff Mm -hmm. But it is really a human component of who we really are, that there is information out there that we, from all times, past, present, future, how are we going to tap into that? So, you know, if the brightest minds in the military are using this, Mm -hmm. then how, you know, in the government, how do we tap into this as individuals? I'm calling in on a different phone because I lost my phone in the house two weeks ago, and I'm refusing (laughs) to get a new I can't find my own phone. I love I it. Thank you, Susan. I really appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. Susan Bye-bye. Reeve, thank you. Um, yeah, she's a great assist uh, to the show. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that's that's intriguing. And the caller before uh, the break, too, um, was talking about, are we, is what's happening in the news sort of, is it the chicken or the egg? Are we driving it there? Is the media driving it? I would definitely say they're driving public sentiment um, and perception. And if they do, Uh does the public sentiment and perception affect the real world? 
Yeah. Do because we're looking for it to go through slot A, mm-hmm. the world will it start going through slot A? Ah. In other words, is if things double are, slit test. If we're mm. told things are bad, right, and they're getting worse, does our thinking that they're getting bad and getting worse? Make it get worse, mm-hmm. and on the make flip it go side, through that slot, yeah. or or on the reverse side, you get people like Ronald Reagan and others that say the world is great, is positive, uh-huh. we're working, the economy is growing, mm-hmm. or even Donald Trump now. Mm-hmm. Look what's happening: the economy is getting better. Right. We've got all these jobs. He's always upbeat. Right, right. Does that kind of affect? And is that is, is there something to momentum, right? Because yes. you start, you know, getting enough of those messages, you start putting them out, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, because there are, yeah, yeah, t- t- absolutely. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. It reminds me of the secret where it says you can go. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Just mm-hmm. like we say, we don't want uh, drugs in our society mm-hmm. and all, and it just seems like it gets worse. And so on The Secret, if you ever watch The Secret, it uh-huh. says that, that uh, the more you concentrate on something, the more you can bring it about. And so, like, on your show, we're always talking about uh-huh. how bad it is, how bad it is. <laughs> right, Maybe right. we're making it worse. <laughs> yeah, well, we try to do some positive stuff, um, you know, and... and <laughs> we need some solutions. <laughs> yeah, and we just try to bring it back to sanity and common sense, but uh, but yeah. it, it, I think there's a there's a, there's a a reality there where we have, a, 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 I would say a majority of us, lived our lives sort of not understanding what was really going on. So we were kind of sold that box of rocks. So at right. what point do you learn and then deal with that you know you learn about what's been happening and that's really what this show has kind of served us and, and then deal with it it is a shock you realize, wait mm-hmm. whoa that was all a lie yeah i mean really yeah it's a real bad scary wake-up call <laughs> yes yes and so then when you get to that then you can really maybe springboard some hope after that after you finally get hit that rock bottom where you go oh my gosh this is how bad I it is yeah. Well, yeah, it, I just want to be careful not to go to the dark side. Yes, of course. Them. You know, you, you've got to have a balance. There. Yes, I can so. appreciate that. Thank you so I, much I for the call. I agree with that caller. Yeah. But uh, the thing of it is, is, sometimes when you discuss the bad things, we discuss solutions. Right. And But if you go with the bad thing, if we don't expose it, mm-hmm. it will carry us deeper. Mm-hmm. If I believe for, then you're like for living sure the lie. Mm-hmm. this shooting wasn't a false flag and, and we really do need to, these kids really did die mm-hmm. and it, it, what a terrible thing, then it drags you that direction. But if you stop that thinking, mm-hmm. even though it's difficult, it's right. dissident, cognitive dissidence, then maybe we can go the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. And expose these people. It's funny, you know, after doing this all these years, um, you would think I was quite cynical. And there have been moments where I battled that, uh, where I've gotten a little drained from it. But mm. at the same time, when I go to look at the news, I'm actually quite positive going in. And I'm not quite sure what has caused that. Maybe it's, it is hitting that, that weird point where you finally, you finally see the wrestling match as fake you finally get it and then it helps you maybe deal with it a little bit better a little bit more i don't know maybe my strength faith it, it gives me you. hope i don't know it, it, well it strengthens you yeah. the information helps you get stronger mm-hmm. and then there's sometimes when i read bad news mm-hmm. you know whether it's somebody criticizes uh the president's wife or whatever and and you know the fonda thing yeah right oh, yeah. and i just read that and i just laugh i said what an idiot right but it doesn't depress me but it doesn't get you outraged i'm just saying you're 
exposing what it, you know, yeah. it, it almost becomes comical. And that's just one example. But there's a lot of things now that I start seeing that are negative. Uh-huh. But I say, well, this too will pass. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a there's a huge element of hope. At least we try to convey that uh, as much as we possibly can, because I feel that way. So I'm hoping that I'm conveying that. I laugh at these headlines, and I think they're funny because sometimes they are. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. you feel like you're reading the onion every day. But, uh, but I think it's great to understand what's going on. I know I see the wrestling match for what it is, and I'm actually kind of grateful for that. But, you know, um, I think I think there are a lot of things that really sort of bind us together as people. And I'm going to have to say that one of them is, is for sure, we all have experiences that we can't explain, things that happen in our lives. There have been little miracles performed or something's happened where you just... You just sit there and just marvel at it. There are things that connect us as human beings, and I'm going to say that's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Because I know all of you have had some pretty cool experiences, and it could be with your kids or growing up or your spouse or um, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you made it through something that you weren't supposed to make it through. When I was born, I, I actually, they, they told my parents uh, I was done for. I'd just go ahead and plan the funeral. I had what the Kennedy baby died of, uh, highland membrane disease, and at really? the time there really wasn't any any specialist here to help or to do much about it. So they pretty much, I was so premature. They said, you know, she's kind of done. And, uh, and so my father, uh, he actually prayed about it and he wasn't a big prayer at the time. This wasn't part of his life, you know, and he was just, he was desperate. He prayed about it. And he felt like he needed to move me to another hospital. He had never been to that other hospital and it was 45 minutes away. He had never been there. And he just felt like he needed to take me there. Hmm. And he did. And there happened to be a specialist from England that was there. Whoa. And uh, just visiting. And he was very highly skilled and, and knowledgeable in what I had. And he said, I, we can pull her through this. And so, um, I, you know, what gave that feeling to my dad? My dad had never been to that hospital before. It was all the way in L.A. He hadn't been there. And, and, uh, and so what made that happen? Um, well, you know, if you tell me as a faithful spiritual person, I'll tell you <laughs> exactly what it is. But for those naysayers, how do you, you know, for those analytics out there, how do you explain something like that where I, he jumped in the ambulance and basically the doctors thought, they thought he was a doctor and he just said, you're taking her over here and didn't even know where we were going. But he knew where, where he was supposed to go. He had just ne- never uh-huh. been there. So I think that um, that that we... When we talk about these kinds of things, I actually think it kind of brings us closer together in a way. Our humanity kind of speaks for itself, and we realize that um, that there's more to this. And so the headlines don't affect me as much when I when I have these conversations with all of you, because then I feel a little bit more, you know what? Well, we got this. This is... You- Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Wasatch Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. 
It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. 435-922-7000. Caring for an elder family member can be worrisome and overwhelming. You want your loved ones to receive personalized care. Ovation Sienna Hills is the answer. They don't sacrifice anything in their assisted living and memory care communities. Mom and dad can stay in assisted living, left incapable and caring hands. Call Ovation Sienna Hills to schedule your private tour today. 435-429-0000. Ovation Sienna Hills, enhancing the life of every person they serve. Hi guys, it's not Andrew. It's James at Garage Doors Only. We aren't here to talk about ED, but we will promise that your garage door will go up on demand and down when you are done using it. No need to go to the hospital if it won't go down. Just call us and we'll fix the problem. At Garage Doors Only, we have technology that's proven to provide instant results in your garage. Find out for yourself why Garage Doors Only has been in business for over 22 years and has been voted the best of Southern Utah three years in a row. Garage Doors Only, where Garage Doors is all we do. Southern Utah's number one golf course is Copper Rock. Voted 2021's best golf course in Southern Utah. Nestled in the Hurricane Valley, acres of desert used for farming generations ago have been transformed to a new resort community featuring 18 holes of championship golf. On every hole, players are treated to sweeping vistas of grandeur offered by the Pine Valley Mountains, the Hurricane Cliffs, Zion National Park, and beyond. Grab your clubs to discover for yourself what makes Copper Rock stimulating and worthwhile. Go to CopperRock.com for all the details. Don't let this year pass by without experiencing Tuacon's season of a million memories. Bring the whole family to our outdoor amphitheater and ignite your imagination with Mary Poppins, Wonderland, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, or Buddy, the Buddy Holly story, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in our intimate indoor Haven theater. Shows are still available, but tickets are going fast. Join us and make some memories of your own. Visit Tuacon.org to purchase tickets today. That's Tuacon.org. What if I told you the next 53 seconds could change your life? I know it sounds dramatic, but it's true. And while this ad might not be for everyone, if what I'm about to describe sounds familiar, you need to call us today. Let me get to the point. You've heard all the medical terms or nicknames, but ED is real. In fact, most of the people we work with deal with depression, unsatisfied relationships, an unhappy spouse, and even confidence issues. People think it's just about the bedroom, but if you're struggling with ED, you know it's far more. At Prolong Medical Center, our treatment plans have an 85% success rate. Yes, 85%. If privacy is keeping you from picking up the phone, we get it. This is why we have a discreet entrance and spread appointments out. Worried about price? Don't stress. Treatment is affordable and transparent. Your case is not hopeless. This can change your life. Prolong Medical Center in St. George. Online at ProlongMedicalCenter.com. 
the amount of clientele we have coming to the gold ore store over the past two years of chaos is absolutely incredible. But that is nothing compared to the first quarter of 2022. Folks, congratulations for finally waking up to the truth about holding physical silver and gold. The demand against supplies of these important and in the case of silver, strategic metal has created some delays in shipping. Do not concern yourself over this as we are still able to take orders. Please do not delay your purchase over this situation as we expect an all-out bull run on precious metals before summer 2022 begins. The price increases will be so abrupt and so powerful that the entire world will come unglued over this issue. Come see us before we can no longer accept your Federal Reserve notes in exchange for our real money, gold and silver. Gold Ore Store is the inflation killer. Gold Ore Store, 7 North Main Street. Call 435-703-9119. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day so satisfied I'm on my way. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day so satisfied I'm on my way. All right, back here with you on the Kate Daly Show. Crazy, crazy. I know. Uh, you know, it's a Friday, and uh, we're kind of just tackling a, a subject not usually talked about. <laughs> we do that on Fridays. Sometimes we do. We cover some different territory, because mm-hmm. it's kind of fun and different, and I like everything, so I'm always up for whatever. Yeah. I like uh, to be informative, learn yeah, things. Yeah, me know? too. Sometimes it's just, I don't like to all the, all the time complaining. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that one. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. Let's go back to 2012. I almost died from an intestinal blockage wow. laid on the hospital bed, and they said I was in the Lord's hands. Mm-hmm. And I survived, and prayer, and I said, if I survive, I will get my guardian to St. George. We are mm-hmm. here. <laughs> we are in a home mm-hmm. for some reason that I was destined to get this home, and I could tell you a couple of stories about a couple people who mm-hmm. died in this home. Whoa. That make your hair stand on ends, but I won't go there. And I helped him cross over. Oh, that's so I am here, Kay, for mm-hmm. a reason. I don't question. Mm-hmm. And the main thing is, let's not lose faith in the Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. because when we do, we will be in the shell with the rest of them. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Glad you're still with us. <laughs> um, you know, I, I wonder how many people have had, like, near death or, you know, some experiences where where they weren't supposed to, you know, come out of it, and they did. And uh, you, you never can explain that. You can't explain coincidences. Uh, here's a coincidence. Uh, one of the listeners just uh, sent me. This is so interesting. I didn't realize this. This is very coincidental, by the way. Ingersoll Lockwood. Uh, so hat tip to Heather. Thank you. Uh, the uh, He wrote a book in, in 1890, The Last President. And it's the uh, it's about um, it's about a, a guy named Don who <laughs> no check this out you can't make this up he wrote this over a hundred and twenty years ago okay in eighteen nineties okay three novels in which the characters are first a kid named Baron Trump and his master's Don and a separate novel about a president who resides in Fifth Avenue New York in a tower with his name who surprisingly wins an election. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't make this up. Mm. And the, and uh, yeah, and it goes on and on, and it uh, it talks all about uh, this happening. That's a coincidence. Amazing. My gosh, 120 years ago, you're kidding me. 130 (laughs) years ago, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yes, and that uh, and that his adventures of this and in the last president, the president's home, a city of New York, is is uh, given to to protests against a rigged presidential election. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and they have a Baron Trump in this story. Very, wow. very interesting. Um, and so I don't know how you can explain that. That's kind of a weird coincidence, isn't it? Um, but but coincidences happen. Stuff yeah. happens. And if you have one to share, that's fine, too. 888-673-1450. Something you can't explain that you could probably say to somebody, I guess that was a coincidence, but sometimes too many coincidences. I've realized this when I'm going back into stories. Like if I jump down the rabbit hole, if I'm going down and and really uh, um, looking at at a story from all angles, that there are just too many coincidences for it to be a coincidence, right? Mm -hmm. And you finally have to get to the point where you go, that's just too hard sell. I mean, that's just too much just to say... It happened on a whim. I agree with you. I don't know. Especially when I read that book on Dr. Mary's Monkey, mm-hmm. and it'll be next Friday, I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's I'm just hoping, yeah. so much intrigue, so many different things mm-hmm. that are intertwined that all work together. Lee Harvey Oswald, oh. Castro, the the shooting of, uh, or the murder of uh, Kennedy, and, and vaccines, can, and all in one, cancer, polio vaccine, all in one. cancer yeah. cures, you, you, and, and, yeah. and, and uh, you know, pharmaceuticals. The story is just crazy, else. but it's But it's all right research. there. It's, yeah. uh, you know, I read it, I go, amazing. What's the next chapter? Yeah, and it's oh, it's it's you gotta you gotta hear it. Yeah, you do. You gotta you hear got, you it. Do. You gotta read it. Uh, it's kind of fascinating. Eight 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 six seven three fourteen fifty. Eight 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 six seven three fourteen fifty. We'll take your call. Um, and uh, like I said, sometimes it's just too hard to explain. Mm-hmm. And and some things can be kind of close to the vest, maybe a little spiritual to to talk about them, and maybe uh, maybe it's just something that happened that you just can't get out of your head because you can't explain it, but. But you just know that it you was know what I different. what I do, and I just feel this appreciation for some of these authors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do, because to take your time to digest, investigate, research, yeah. write over you're talking about years and years. People will write an mm-hmm. autobiography uh, right. on somebody to investigate somebody's life in depth takes years. How do you to do put that? it together? What kind of dedication, devotion? <laughs> a lot of take? dedication. Absolutely. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, this is reference to the last hour you had. Sure. On that uh, guy that you know took a, what is it rice or something like that? Told one he loved it. One he hated it. And the other. Oh yeah, it. that was in this hour. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. And anyway, it's easy to understand if you realize that everything on this earth is alive. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 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 That that has an effect. Rocks are alive. They have a crystal that forms them. Hmm. And because I worked with a guy one time, made rocks. Yeah. From um, clay. Hmm. Interesting. So wow. Well, so thank you. true, and thank I'm glad you, for you that. called. I'm glad you called, too. Thank you. That, that's great. 888-673-1450. The, in fact, the earth itself is alive. Yeah. Everything is 
there's intelligence, there's cognizance. Yeah, some there's sort of intelligence, yes. Somewhere, realization on the part of the object. <sighs> I really, you know, when I read The, the Intelligence of Plants, I mm-hmm. forget the name of the book, but it was and so fascinating that plants can recognize people. Right. They have emotions and feelings, the auras, they can get excited and scared. That's so they, weird, it, yeah. Uh, I, I'm like the plant murderer. I have no green thumb in me whatsoever. Speaking of that, they, they, they probably did, just they shrink and shrivel away when they see me coming down the yeah. Store aisle. Yeah. No, not me. Please. Sometimes I think I same here. I have the curse of Cain, you know, because the Lord said, "Cursed be the ground for thy sake." <laughs> Unless your land. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, they did an experiment where in to put two plants in a healthy mm-hmm. plants in a room. Mm-hmm. A man walks into the room with a machete and just hacks one of them to pieces, hacks them and hacks them, and walks out. Uh huh. Okay, what happened? And the, then he walks back in, and the second plant mm-hmm. gets all excited, just almost faints. It just quits. It, <laughs> shuts, it starts to shut down all of its operations. That is because crazy. It recognizes a guy and what happened in there. I mean, these are part of that, that book. That, part of that book that I read. It's a series of these experiments. Weird. All right. Hi, uh, hi, caller. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, yes, this is Daniel from the Land of Retirement. Uh, hello to you and Dave. Hi there. And uh, I wanted to share with you, you were asking about uh, stories that are um, unusual coincidences mm-hmm. or something similar. Yes. This is more, I guess, of a testimony, but it might uplift someone. It certainly helped me. I was uh, in a time in my life about 15 years ago, Wasn't I didn't really believe in God, but I was thinking, well, maybe there's one. Uh-huh. And a friend of mine said, well, why don't you pray to him just in case? Right. So I I started doing that, and my life started getting a little better. I got sort of, I call them nudges to do different things or react to different things. Nice. And things got a lot better. But what really happened, I thought, well, I I have this pet parrot, and he's very old, and he he was blind from cataracts. And I prayed one time. I said, God, I know he's just a little bird, but I love him so much. (laughs) If you could find it in your heart, could you just clear up his cataracts for Uh the time he has left? Aww. And the next the next morning, I looked at him, and he, he was acting differently. He came right to me when I called him instead oh of gosh. used to follow the walls around. And I looked at his eyes, and they were completely clear. No more what? cataracts. Wow. Exactly. Wow. And I talked to two different uh, bird specialists about if they ever heard of them, of cataracts just disappearing, and they never did. And human doctors say the same thing. They don't just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, that would be very difficult. I mean, that's just too coincidental. Wow. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks for sharing that. That yeah, was cool. I thought it might cheer you up. And yes. a nice contrast to some of the other news we got. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. There- Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I cut him off. I, go, go ahead and call back. Call back. Sorry about that. I, I apologize. I hit the button too fast. Um, but uh, I love that story. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Everybody has everybody has these. Yes. You know, maybe some have multiple ones. Maybe some have one. But um, I think it really connects us. And you start to realize that, you know, this universe is a little bigger than you think. And, and I start to think maybe about someone's in charge. How many times I could have died mm-hmm. Me or, too. or done the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And it just something happens that diverts that. Yep. Just I went hang gliding. Yeah. I used to hang glide a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I still will if I can ever find some mountains. But anyway, I went fl- uh, hang gliding. And it got blown back in toward right toward the cliff. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And, and just right. at the last second, a gust of wind just carried me up and over it. I wouldn't be here today if I'd have hit that thing. Wow. It just, and that's just one of many, many things that happen in my mm-hmm. life. That, whether it's traffic accidents yeah. or... That's why I always think with, you know, the suicide rate going on, right? Um, what's interesting to me, it hasn't changed from, from 1950. We still have the same amount. But that's a lot of people that are doing that, right? Still, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, not a lot, but it, it's, a, it's a good amount. And I always think to myself, why would you want to do that when when you there's there's obviously a purpose for you and let 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 it ride out i mean what if you took yourself out in the middle of something that was really horrible and didn't get to the good part the good part is the the remedy the resolution the solution Mm -hmm. and let it let it get there you know give yourself some patience let these things happen in your life because sometimes we can't really design our own lives the way that God would, and we try to. We try to control everything. He probably just cracks up, but we try to control everything. And I think, my gosh, let it resolve. Let it. Let it get to the. You know. You know the the uh, the icing on the cake. Let, <laughs> and, and people people cut it short and don't realize that there's there, there's this whole distance to go before you get to the good part. High color. with quitters. Yep. High color. Welcome yeah. to the show. Sorry about that. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Hi, this is Daniel calling back. I heard Hi you there. say you wanted me to yes. call back. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, the only other thing I had to add was uh, the lesson I learned from that is there is definitely a God, and he loves us all. If he would heal a little bird like that, he must care for all of us because exactly. I'm not anything special. I'm not a prophet or anything. So I love that. If he answered Thank you. my prayer like that, he must love us all. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. What a great note. I, I just I, I love that. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. Hi there. I, I I read something the other day, and I can't think of the author's name, but mm-hmm. he said, God's foolishness is better than our wisdom. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate okay. that. Uh, that's great. Uh, and uh, and here's another one from a, a listener too. Our son called the uh, from Afghanistan and told us he'd see us in three weeks. It was the end of end of the, his tour. And the next morning, uh, their 12 year old son woke up and said, "I had a dream that two soldiers came to the door and told us that Chris had died." So I grilled him. Did you see that in a video game? Did you see it in a movie? And our son said, no, I, I didn't know, uh, even know two soldiers come to the door when a soldier dies. So for three weeks, I prayed, I fasted, I went to church. I, and when our, when our soldier came, uh, son uh, arrived safely home three weeks later, he choked up telling us the story. His remote base had come under extreme attack, and he had been in serious danger. Shrapnel massively hit the wall behind him, but missed him. When he arrived safely home, he choked up telling us the story. Why had our young son dreamt that our, our soldier would die? Did we change this? By, by prayer. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's wow. I just got the chills. Yeah, that's a that's interesting. <laughs> Very wow. much so. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes we think that uh, mm-hmm. God only answers these great and marvelous prayers, mm-hmm. world peace, right, right, and, and this kind of thing. But as long as we're talking about God, yeah, I have realized in my life that. He cares where my wallet is. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he, he he's there for you in all the, aspects. <laughs> he cares about the smallest thing. Right. If it bothers you, yeah. it bothers him. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he's there all the time for right. you. Right. So. I absolutely believe that. And and if you ever get down and depressed, don't feel like, uh, don't, don't 
don't end things in the middle of all of the the the, the hard part. Get to the good part. Just <laughs> hang on, because I'm telling you, it's there. You just have to just be a little patient. Everything usually resolves itself. Everything uh-huh. usually has has that ending. But but if you uh, if you don't. Um, see it through and know that there's a reason you need to go through that trial to get to the good part, right? Uh-huh. Don't cut the trial short, you know, make sure that you are getting to the, the good stuff in life. That's what it's there for. Yeah, because think about the lesson you'll learn once you get there. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, that was an interesting show we didn't plan on doing. Yes. <laughs> so, you know what? That's how it goes. And I, I seriously, I, I, I could tell you a million times, this is what happens on this show. But sometimes we just do things on the show and go places that we just aren't even figuring we will. And Mm -hmm. there you go. There's another story for you. This show is pre-recorded. Where telling the truth is now a revolutionary act. The Kate Daly Show starts now. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. You is, if you are elected, uh, you would be Massachusetts' first female senator. I would be. Would you be Massachusetts' first Native American senator? I would be their first senator, so far as I know, who has Native American heritage. I take the threat very seriously. I take the fact that he develops weapons of mass destruction very seriously. She was testifying before the House Committee on Benghazi. Take a listen. There was nothing marked classified on my emails, either sent or received. Wow. All right. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Final hour of the show on a Wednesday. You can go to katedalyradio.com. Three words, katedalyradio.com for the podcasts of this episode and all the shows. There's about a good 6,000 hours there you can catch up on. Uh, but we welcome you. I welcome you. And, uh, of course, go to the uh, website. You can also check me out on Twitter, Kate on the Blaze. And uh, on Facebook, it's The Kate Daly Show. So, glad to have you. And glad to have my guest. This will be a very interesting hour. And I want you to be able to ask questions as well. So we'll open up the phone lines in a bit and uh, take your calls as well. Human nature has always fascinated me. And I've, I've been talking to Mark McClish about this. Uh, he wrote the book on lying. And uh, he's got a great website, statementanalysis.com. And Mark McClish was a, was a federal law enforcement officer for 26 years, started his law enforcement career in 1983, U.S. Uh, Secret Service uh, Uniform Division. During the two years he was with the Secret Service, he was assigned to the White House. His main duties were protecting the White House 
complex and on occasion would provide protection for President Reagan. Um, you, ha- you were with the U.S. Marshal Service, uh, served as a deputy U.S. Marshal in Illinois, there uh, where we are live. And I could go on and on about the long career you've had. And also, he, you taught training academy for nine years and the lead instructor on interviewing techniques. So you're probably the perfect person to talk to about lying. Well, thank you, Kate, for having me on the show. (laughs) Sure. I'm so glad to have you, actually. Um, This is fascinating, and I know a lot of people are fascinated by this because we always want to be able to catch a liar or know when somebody is not being honest with us. What got you into this particular field, or this really piqued your interest to uh, write the books that you've written? Well, as you mentioned, I was a deputy United States Marshal, so I had uh, my own fugitive cases assigned to me and conducted a lot of interviews, and it was always a challenge to determine if a person's lying or telling the truth, and, you know, I did the best I can, and in those days, you know, nonverbal communication, reading somebody's body language was uh, the primary way of detecting deception, mm-hmm. but then when I went to the training academy, uh, they asked me what I wanted to teach, and and the first year I was there, I said, well, I'll teach, you know, future investigations. But they asked me if I would teach interviewing techniques. And I, and I said I would. Mm-hmm. And in preparation to train our students, they sent me to some classes on uh, linguistic analysis. And as I got into it, I found it to be very fascinating mm-hmm. to the point I decided to conduct my own conduct my own research and for the nine years i taught the academy there were several groups of people that i watched one being our students we also have uh uh, role players that we hire to play various roles in the scenarios that the students must complete so a lot of times we tell the role players you lie to the students don't let the students know that your boy from the fugitive is hiding in your closet but we wouldn't tell them how to lie that wasn't Mm -hmm. scripted out so i would watch how these role players and over nine years it was you know hundreds of them how they would answer certain questions in, in, in their deceptive mode. And I found that they would, you know, lie in the same ways. And people mm-hmm. tell the truth in a similar fashion as well. And so I also took that time that I was an instructor there for nine years to do a lot of research on uh, deceptive language. And then that led to me uh, going out and, and speaking at conferences and law enforcement training. And then when I retired from the Marshall Service in 2009, I did do this now as a, as a full-time job, going out, conducting training uh, mm-hmm. to law enforcement, but really to anybody. Most of my seminars are open to anybody who uh, wants to learn how to detect deception in, in a verbal or written statement. Oh, sure. Your books are, I know you are lying, don't be deceived. Um, and, and did it surprise you when you were watching this group? Because that's kind of an interesting angle to go about it is to watch this group come in and see how they lie so you told them to lie but not how to lie did it did it surprise you in the uniformity of the lying did that surprise you did you not expect that i wouldn't have expected that well the biggest surprise that i saw was is that people generally will not lie Uh, for example we had a scenario we told um, the students, the fugitive escaped from federal prison. We don't know where he's at. You're going to interview his girlfriend. Now, the girlfriend lives by herself. Mm-hmm. He's hiding in her closet. So we've told the girlfriend, the role player, don't let the students know he's in there. So it's a two-person team. They knock on the door. They interview her. And eventually, all the teams go around to asking her, is there anybody else in the house? Now, the lie would be no. But very rarely would a role player say that, even though various people played this role. They say something like, I live here by myself. That's a truthful statement. It's not what I asked you, though. And so that's what I found. The biggest thing is that people don't want to lie. They'll give us answers, but they may not answer our specific question. They may, you know, qualify their statement by adding certain words or phrases. And so 
the approach you really want to take when you're listening to somebody is to believe what they're telling you. Now, we take that with a little grain of salt, but if you take that approach, I'm going to believe what you're telling me, that a lot more things will jump out of that statement because you'll, you'll recognize they are qualifying their statement. You'll recognize exactly you know, what they're saying or in some cases not saying if we're looking for you know, a good denial. Mm-hmm. But that was the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways is that people generally don't want to lie. And they usually won't lie, especially in an open statement where they can say anything that they want. That's kind of, that's interesting. Actually, that gives me a little hope. Does it you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, I'm glad that we're not, you know, born liars. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that we at least seek to tell the truth. Uh, and so when you were, when, after your study and, and you were training people how to do this, let's say they had a year at, uh, at deciphering body language and, and facial, you know, everybody's seen, has seen the show, I hope by now, um, about the facial expressions. I can't remember the name of the show. Um, lie was, to me. Lie to me. Lie to me. Uh, I was a big fan. And so after, after a certain amount of training, how accurate is somebody, do you think? Uh, very accurate. In fact, I did a study on this of people who took my online training, mm-hmm. on-demand training, and then 50 people who didn't, who claimed they had no training in, in linguistic analysis, analyzing statements. And it was close to 90% or 85%, I think, was the time that people who took the training could tell if a person was lying or not. I gave them certain statements to look at and determine the people who had no training. It was around 50% because in most cases, you're just guessing. Are they being truthful? Are they being deceptive? And that's what mm-hmm. I expected to see, about a 50% return. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's very, very accurate. But the key is, is to listen to what people are telling you. You know what? Okay, so let me play that first clip of Clinton. Tell me what, in his words, probably I would imagine at the time even made you think twice. This is Clinton's uh, words, Bill Clinton. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. So what would you pick out there that you thought, no, that's, that's a tell. That's a tell right there. Well, everybody has their own personal dictionary is what mm-hmm. I call it. Certain words mean certain things to people. And in this case, it all get down to his definition of sexual relations. Mm. Um, as we know, what eventually came out is, is that they had oral sex, but they didn't have intercourse. And so that's why he could, in his mind, truthfully say, we didn't have or I didn't have sexual relations with her. Oh, okay. Okay. And he, so, with that, also, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. He also used the word never in his denials there. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with the word never, but in a denial, it's just usually it's a weaker denial versus I didn't. I didn't tell somebody to lie versus I never told anybody. And so that I picked up on that as well. You know, again, that's a good statement, but I didn't would be a better statement. But the reality was it got down to his definition of sexual relations. Okay, here's another one. This is Elizabeth Warren. You is, if you are elected... Uh, you would be Massachusetts' first female senator. I would be. Would you be Massachusetts' first Native American senator? I would be their first senator, so far as I know, who has Native American heritage. What did you think? Well, now, the first question she answered, I would be. 
Uh-huh. But the second question, when it has as far as her uh, Native American heritage, she didn't say I would be. I mean, that's if that's a true statement, that's what she would have said. Instead, she kind of qualified by saying, "I think it was with Native American heritage," mm-hmm. and and that I, most likely is a truthful statement. I think the the DNA test she took recently showed she had some Native American <laughs> heritage, not as right. much as she probably wanted to see. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people could make that statement. You know, they have some Native American heritage. But the best answer would have been, just like with the first answer, you know, I would be. I would be the first senator with Native American heritage. Interesting. Okay. And then here's Hillary. She was testifying before the House Committee on Benghazi. Take a listen. There was nothing marked classified on my emails, either sent or received. What did you think about that? Well, based on that very short statement, you know, mm-hmm. she's saying nothing marked classified, which, again, I'm going to believe what she's telling me. But we would ask her, was there anything else that was marked? And I think they had different levels of classifications where right. they could mark certain documents. So there may not have been a document that was actually marked, quote, classified, but there may have been, I think there were documents that were marked something else that also shouldn't have been shared, but she right. apparently did share them. So she's keeping it vague. She's keeping it broad, if you will. Right, and as an, and as an interview, you want to recognize she's using the word classified so then you start asking well were there other documents that were marked you know something different mm-hmm. and so when somebody comes out they're an accused killer there are many uh, we could talk about uh, on the, even on this show that say i didn't do it um how do you feel when they use those words i did not do that well, that's a very good denial. When a person mm-hmm. says, I didn't do it, they're denying the act itself. And that's what you're looking for in a denial versus I'm innocent. Like Jerry Sandusky, the former assistant football mm-hmm. coach at Penn State, when he talked about these child molestation charges, he would say, well, I'm innocent. Well, a lot of deceptive people will say that because technically you are innocent until proven guilty in our society. But when people say I'm innocent, they're denying the conclusion that others have, that the general public, the authorities believe you did it, and he's just saying, no, I'm innocent. But when people say, I didn't do it, they're denying the act itself. So that's a very good denial. But what you'll find is that many uh, guilty people mm-hmm. will not say, I didn't do it. They'll say something like, I'm innocent. Or OJ would constantly say, you know, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I didn't, didn't do that. Do and that is, that is what you're looking for. Oh, that's a good catch. We'll be right back. Uh, more with Mark McClitch. You can go to statementanalysis.com. The books are, I know you are lying. Don't be deceived. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Wasatch Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. 435-922-7000. 
Thank you for voting Garage Doors Only, the best garage door company in Southern Utah, three years in a row. It has come to our attention that other garage door companies are capitalizing on the current supply chain issues by grossly overcharging. Don't be pressured or misled into overpaying for repair on your garage door. At Garage Doors Only, we commit to treating you fairly, no pressure tactics and no overcharging. We have the supplies and the professional technicians needed. If we aren't your first call, make us your second opinion, free of charge. Garage Doors Only, where the only thing we do is garage doors. Coming soon at the Haven at Sky Mountain, the villas, an independent and carefree lifestyle. Drive up to freedom from home ownership, where the villa residents will have access to services and amenities like weekly house cleaning, laundry services, all-day anytime dining, activities, pickleball, swimming pool, and more. Learn more. Schedule a tour and have lunch on us at the Haven. Call 674-7883 for move-in specials and reservations today. The Haven at Sky Mountain. Best of Southern Utah gold medal winner. Am I too late? Did I miss the window? These kinds of questions come at me every week from many different people in all sorts of life situations. Hi folks, Greg here from Gold Ore Store. The quick and precise answer to these kinds of questions is an abrupt no. The window is still wide open and ready to accept all who realize that the banks and government are not going to save or protect you from the death of the once mighty dollar. It's time to boldly take a stand for yourself and your family by investing in physical silver and gold. Inflation Killer is here to the rescue. Gold Ore Store voted best of Southern Utah. Award-winning service and support in troubled times. 435-703-9119. That's 435-703-9119. Gold Ore Store now provides platinum prestige, highly secure private support at our new appointment only location. Call 435 435- 703-9119 for details. Steamroller Copies is excited to advertise your business. Increase your sales and recognition with a full color vehicle route. We can help with all your transit needs. Full wraps or decals, DOT numbers, magnets, you name it, we can print it. Turn your vehicle into your own personal mobile billboard. Take advantage of mobile advertising today by contacting your graphic designer at any Steamroller Copies location. St. George Boulevard, South River Road, or State Street in Hurricane. Steamroller Copies always ask what do you want to bring today? Canyon Media and St. George News remind you to shop local Southern Utah. Now, more than ever, it's important to shop local whenever and wherever possible. Local retailers and their employees are facing uncertain times. And by you shopping local, it's an excellent way to support and strengthen our local communities. If we all come together and shop local, this helps our local economy become more resilient and stronger than ever. Shop local Southern Utah. Brought to you by Canyon Media and St. George News. Do you hate the sound of this? Does even the thought of it give you anxiety about going to the dentist? This is Sheldon Demke, and at Common Sense Family Dentistry, Dr. Scott Stuckey is now performing dentistry with a high-tech laser. This is the most recent piece of technology that's changing your experience at the dentist. The laser takes the drill, the needle, and the noise out of dental visits. Plus, the laser is 50% faster, and it's virtually sensation-free. No more stressing about going to the dentist. That's right. This is Amy, and Dr. Stuckey used the laser on my last appointment, and it was amazing to get a feeling with no drill, no needle, and no high-pitched noise. Come see what the laser's all about and take advantage of the Common Sense Family Dentistry $50 new patient special. You'll see why Dr. Stuckey at Common Sense Family Dentistry has been voted Best of Southern Utah for three years in a row. Call and make an appointment at 435-628-5001 
or book online at commonsensefamilydentistry.com by clicking the online schedule. Dr. Stuckey at Common Sense Family Dentistry, he's my dentist. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the Kate Daly Show. I know, having some fun with the bumpers for sure today. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting, fascinating subject is the art of knowing if somebody's lying or not. And I'm sure this will give you a lot of fodder for watching the newscasts and the politicians and the speeches and the comments. Uh, you'll probably have a lot of fun with this after being trained uh, by my guest, Mark McClish. Welcome back to the show, Mark. Thank you. Absolutely. And Mark has had a long, long career, uh, U.S. Marshal uh, and a federal law enforcement officer, 26 years in, and a long career in um, teaching this very technique about how to, how to, how to, and how to um, interrogate and how to find those statements that would, that would make sure that you know somebody's lying. And I say that because the, I think the, the art of this is the accuracy. I mean, there's pretty good accuracy once you, once you understand body language and the use of sentence structure uh, with a liar, would you say that's fair to say? It gives you a more accuracy? Yes, definitely, if you combine the two. Uh, but the statement analysis alone is, is very accurate because we don't interpret what a person's saying. People mean exactly what they say, so we're not putting words in their mouth, and okay. we're just carefully listening to how they phrase their statement. But you definitely want to use it in conjunction with uh, body language as well. Oh yeah. In fact, uh, in fact, let's talk about that. And and before we get there, I just wanted to say Elizabeth Warren when she was talking about her native heritage, her voice went up in a question mark. Is that something that alarm bells go off for you when they when they when the the pitch of their voice changes in the answer? Yeah, definitely. If the you know most people um, when talking, well, you speak at the same level unless they're emphasizing a certain point. Mm-hmm. But when answering a question, especially if they're being put on the spot or it's suspected they did something, then we're we're definitely want to key in if their voice. And a lot of times it may go higher, mm-hmm. or even if it goes lower. But a lot of times it's the higher pitch indicates that perhaps. Um, you know, they're under some stress, and that's what's causing them to, to change the pitch of their voice a little bit. Oh, yeah. And what about body language? What do you look for uh, when you're asking somebody some questions? What do you look for? Uh, one of the main things to look for is the, what are they doing with their hands? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a little kid tells a lie. He may cup his hand over his mouth because he knows he wasn't supposed to say that. Hmm. Well, as adults, we know not to do that, but it's almost instinctual. I want to bring the hand up to the face. So when people touch their chin, touch their lips, maybe their nose, that's a telltale sign that perhaps what they just said may not be the truth or the complete truth. Maybe they're withholding some information. And so what are they doing with their hands? Uh, the eyes, we can look at the eyes. Obviously, their pupils are constricted or mm-hmm. versus that they're very dilated. It may indicate they're under, under some stress. Uh, it's been somewhat established that if a person looks up and to the right, they're accessing the creative part of their brain, perhaps mm-hmm. making up the story. If they look up and to the left, they're being truthful. However, that's only if a person's right-handed. If they're left-handed, it's just the opposite. So, you know, with, with body language, you have to establish a baseline. Are they left-handed? Are they right-handed? What's their normal body movements? And then you look for the abnormal movements. Okay. Whereas with the statement analysis techniques, we don't have to establish any baseline because people mean exactly what they say. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Are there a set of unique words that they're more prone to use if they're wanting to issue a lie? 
They are. Uh, one of the words that deceptive people often will use is the word never. Now, mm-hmm. and they'll use it as a substitute for the word no. In other words, uh, did you have a gun when you went to his house? I never had a gun. And because the word never is a negative word, it often fools the interviewer into believing the person has given a good denial. But it's a very poor denial because the word never means not ever, but it doesn't mean no. So if the question requires a yes or no answer or a no answer for a denial, uh, that's what the person should say. So if they say, you know, I never had a gun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an indication perhaps they did have a gun. And in that example, the person finally admitted they did bring a gun to the house. Uh, and the reason it indicates deception is because the word never means not ever. So they're, they're talking about their entire lifetime. Oh, I and see. In most, and in most cases, that's not, I'm, ask, I'm not asking about your entire lifetime. I'm asking you on Thursday, did you do this or did you take the money out of the mm-hmm. safe or something like that? So that's why it indicates deception. Okay. And that, that shows up a lot in, in a lot of deceptive statements. I mean, when Bill Clinton was on the campaign trail... Uh, he was asked, have you ever used illegal drugs? And he answered, I've never broken the laws of my country. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, the, the, the best answer is no, if you're going <laughs> right. to deny it. Right. But he used the word never in lieu of the word no, and you can't do that. Yeah. And then we look at his language, I've never broken the laws of my country. Well, finally, a reporter asked him, have you ever broken the laws of another country? Mm-hmm. And that's when he admitted that while he was in England attending Oxford, he didn't inhale whatever it was, but he did ex- he did experiment with marijuana in another country. <laughs> Jeez, oh that's, well, <laughs> that's why he was called Slick Willie. Yeah, it's a fascinating way to put it. Um, and what about answering a question with a question? Well, that happens a lot too in decept- with deceptive people. And when people answer a question with a question, it means you ask a sensitive question. Mm-hmm. So first, you have to realize what they just did. And then mm-hmm. you have to try to determine it in an interview setting. Why is this question so sensitive? And it may be because you're hitting on a hot spot, and they're hoping you don't mm-hmm. continue to ask you know more questions about that. Right. Uh, but that's the biggest takeaway there. Now, sometimes it's a stall tactic to give them time to think about well, how should I answer this question. Mm, okay. And so, by, so a lot of times, what they do is they'll repeat the question. But they won't, for the interviewer to say, confirm, yeah, that's what I'm asking. You know, they'll just simply repeat the question as a stall tactic, and then they'll go ahead and give you an answer. And again, the answer might be truthful. It might be deceptive, but it might be truthful. But again, it indicates that perhaps they've got more information that they're withholding and hoping you're not going to ask about. Mm, we're talking to Mark McKish. He wrote the books. Uh, uh, such one, really good books. Actually, you should, you should get them. Uh, I know you are lying and don't be deceived. The website is statementanalysis.com. And, and uh, I was looking through this. You actually go through some pretty famous cases. Um, and so the one of the latest famous cases that you have on here uh, would be Judge Brett Kavanaugh against Christine Ford's statements about what happened to her, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. What was your take on what was being said by Christine Ford? Well, there are two things I saw. I mean, the biggest one was her, her lack of memory. Now, we can't mm-hmm. blame her too much because, like you mentioned, it was like 30, 40 years ago that mm-hmm. she's trying to recall what happened, so we don't expect her to remember remember every detail but as you may recall she said she was at a party she went up the stairs to use the bathroom and i think it was mark judge and brett kavanaugh were at the top of the stairs they pushed her into a bedroom shut the door uh, brett kavanaugh jumped on top of her and then later she at times she said mark or or judge would also j- jump on top of them and in, in her opening statement before congress before those hearings she said uh mark came over and jumped on the bed twice while brett was on top of me then the last time he did this we toppled over and brett was no longer on top of me mm-hmm. well she used the pronoun we now 
it makes sense for her to use the pronoun we because we is a plural pronoun. There were three of them in the room. But what people don't realize is that the pronoun we always indicates a partnership. It means that two people collaborate together, at least two people, mm-hmm. in this case three, and did something together. And a real victim, like in a sexual assault case, in a kidnapping case, will not use the pronoun we because they're not going to partner up with their attacker or abductor. Right. So most victims would have probably said then the last time uh, uh, the last time he did this, the pile toppled over. In that case, there's no partnership. But she said we, and, and she did it one other time in one of her statements as well, uh, used the pronoun we. And so that was a big red flag there because most victims will not partner up with their uh, Yeah, it does uh, sound a little strange because we went into the house and, and he raped me. Sounds like you're consenting to going into the house. And then what somebody would say, you said, would he forced me into the house and raped he, me. So He yeah. forced, right. And I've, and I've seen statements like that where I'm truthful. He, he forced me into the house. He dragged me. But then I've seen some where, you know, we went behind the barn or something like that. Well, wait, mm-hmm. that means you did it, you know, you qualified operate with him that's what it indicates mm-hmm. and so that was a big red flag now he had problems as well uh, judge kavanaugh did um several senators asked him if he would want the fbi to come and investigate this to clear up this matter mm-hmm. and and it's a simple question yes let him come in or no but he would not answer that specific question hmm. he would say i'll do whatever the committee wants well, that's not what I'm asking you. And, of course, the committee can't call the FBI. Only the president could do that. Right. And I believe the reason he wouldn't answer is because he did not want the FBI to investigate it. Not so much because I don't think he sexually assaulted her, but I think because they would start asking about perhaps uh, his uh, drinking. Ah, yeah. And he was somewhat, you know, he pretty much admitted he was somewhat of a heavy drinker back in his high school days. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he would stop short of not saying, yes, let's bring the FBI in. In fact, it got to the point where some senators said, well, I'll take that as a no or you're not answering my question because they only have a few minutes to ask him questions. So they got to move on. Mm-hmm. And if you'll notice, when, when President Trump finally authorized investigation, he limited to the sexual assault. Oh, Yeah. You're right. So if a yeah. person so if a person came forward and said, "Hey, I remember Brett Kavanaugh mm-hmm. blacking out," mm-hmm. the FBI would say, well, "We're not interested in that. That's not what we're here for." Ah, uh, yeah, okay, that's interesting. What about somebody that says, "I'm telling the truth"? Do you believe them? Um, I don't believe them, and that's a very good statement. And and mm-hmm. their whole statement has to back that up, of course. But yeah, that's that's a good statement if a person says, "I'm telling the truth." Now, if they start adding to that, you know, I, I swear to God, I'm telling the truth, mm-hmm. or honest to God. Then now those are words indicate, you know, perhaps they are being untruthful when people say, "I swear my mother's grave" or something like that. Oh, that's Just interesting. An, it's an indication. It's not an absolute, but it's mm-hmm. something you want to take a closer look at and ask a few more questions about. Yeah. What about the Casey Anthony? Casey Anthony case. Uh, her two-year-old daughter, uh, she was being accused of murdering, and she got off on that one. What did you think from the beginning on that one? Uh, from the beginning, I mm-hmm. thought she did it. Her, she had something to do with it. And then as she started talking to the press, um, you know, giving statements, and it became even more clear you know, to me that, yeah, she was involved in her daughter's uh, disappearance and, and, and death. Mm-hmm. You may recall... Um, I think her parents said when they when they located her car or the car was at the house and it had in the trunk it had this smell of, of death like a body yes. was in there. Yeah. And they even they even brought out a cadaver dog who I believe hit on the trunk as well. Well, she supposedly her brother said that 
Casey told her that some dead squirrels crawled up into her car, into her car, into her trunk there. But notice what she said. She said some dead squirrels crawled up into her car. Well, dead squirrels aren't capable of doing that. Yeah, you're she right. Should have said, she should have said some squirrels <laughs> crawled up into my car, but she said dead squirrels. So, you know, that, that yeah. creates a problem there. Oh, my gosh. Okay, one more before we go to a break. Did Mike Pompeo believe the Saudi crown prince when he ordered the murder of... That, did he believe that he ordered the murder of the reporter, Khashoggi? Did he believe that he ordered the uh-huh. murder? I think, yes, I think he knew that he... That was his opinion, that that this Saudi prince did order the murder. Yes, I believe that. Okay. All right. I just want. I just wanted to see. I wanted to see on, on a couple of these cases uh, that uh, were in the news for so long, and and we still, you know, I th- I still think people even have questions about some of like Roy Moore, Judge Roy Moore. I did. I thought those. I I thought the women were not being honest. What did you think? Um, I can't quote any of those. I, I, mm-hmm. I, that's been a while, and I yeah. don't remember exactly what I posted on my website. But there was some, there was some deception on both on both sides. Interesting. Okay, with his answers as well as theirs. Yes. Okay, so I'll I'll look at that because I I just remember thinking, well, it's suddenly they disappear after the cameras are gone, and so to me, oh, that's always kind of a, an indicator that they were served as a purpose, um, in, in maybe in taking somebody down, but. Uh, I don't know that for sure. And so uh, we're going to come back more with Mark McClish when we come back. And we'll take your calls as well, 888-673-1450 on the show. And and the website is uh, statementanalysis.com. But I know know you're lying. You know, there's some great stuff in here because I think it's stuff that we don't really think about, Mark. You know, what words do people use? And the word never, I don't think I would have thought of that. I don't think I would have thought of that word. And so when somebody is vehemently denying something, thing you know what are you really looking for in that denial uh we'll be right back with more with mark mcclish when we come back Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. The Hurricane Valley Easter Car Show is back. Presented by Balance of Nature. Saturday, April 16th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Hurricane City Leisure and Recreation Center. This is the main fundraising event for the Rotary Club of Hurricane. With over 300 car entries, this is the perfect time to come see classic cars from your favorite car brands and experience a variety of local food vendors. Last year's winner for Best Vehicle was the classic Volkswagen bus. Come see who takes the prize this year. All proceeds from this family-friendly event go directly to building an all-abilities park right here in Hurricane. So come show your support. While you're there, don't forget to stop at the Balance of Nature booth to enter the raffle and grab your prizes. See you at the Hurricane Valley Easter Car Show, Saturday, April 16th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Hurricane City Leisure and Recreation Center on 63 South and 100 West. Bring the whole family and come check out the fun. 
Hi folks, Greg here from Gold Ore Store. I have the amazing ability to sit down and chat with hundreds of individuals. Each and every person I speak with has a personal story of triumph and tragedy. They each want and desire to be able to support and care for their families today and far into the future. All of them are removing their deposits from the banks and credit unions and trading in those tired, no interest bearing Federal Reserve notes for real money, silver and gold. They do not trust a rogue government to take care of them anymore. Join the new real money revolution. Gold Ore Store is the inflation killer. Buy silver now before the price explodes. We have a small window, folks. Gold Ore Store voted best of Southern Utah. Award-winning service and support in troubled times. 435-703-9119. Gold Ore Store now provides platinum prestige, highly secure private support at our new appointment-only location. Call 435-703-9119 for details. Can you imagine not being stressed going to the dentist? So often, going to the dentist includes feeling pressured. Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. At Imagine Family Dentistry, they believe in no pressure. They'll tell you what you need, and you tell them what you want. And if you don't have insurance, it's okay. Imagine Family Dentistry has a value savings plan. You can save hundreds of dollars utilizing it. And with their new patient exam, they just make it so easy. At Imagine Family Dentistry, new patients receive an exam, a cleaning, x-rays, and a hygiene kit, all for only $75. At that price, you can afford to get the whole family in. Just imagine a dentist that doesn't pressure you. They simply take care of you and your family. Visit Imagine Family Dentistry today, located off Bluff Street between Kmart and Smith's. Or to make an appointment, call 435-656-1111. That's 435-656-1111. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. You've heard all about the purple mattresses. They're really, and this word gets tossed around a lot, but it fits here. They're revolutionary. The GelFlex grid system offers the perfect combination of sleep-inducing, comfort-enhancing, and pressure-relieving support. And it stays the perfect temperature all night long. The mattresses are amazing. The pillows are amazing. Even the sheets are amazing. And right now, during the Purple Spring Refresh, save up to $700 on the Purple Sleep System. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. The amount of clientele we have coming to the Gold Ore Store over the past two years of chaos is absolutely incredible. But that is nothing compared to the first quarter of 2022. Folks, congratulations for finally waking up to the truth about holding physical silver and gold. The demand against supplies of these important and, in the case of silver, strategic metal has created some delays in shipping. Do not concern yourself over this as we are still able to take orders. Please do not delay your purchase over this situation as we expect an all-out bull run on precious metals before summer 2022 begins. The price increases will be so abrupt and so powerful that the entire world will come unglued over this issue. Come see us before we can no longer accept your Federal Reserve notes in exchange for our real money, gold and silver. Gold Ore Store is the inflation killer. Gold Ore Store, 7 North Main Street. Call 435-703-9119. The Kate Daly Show is brought to you by Your Family Still Matters, St. George, Utah's food storage and emergency supply store. This show is pre-recorded. 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the Kate Daly Show. So glad you are. You can go to katedalyradio.com. 
and listen to the podcast of today's show, uh, today's live show, and I welcome you. Um, you can also get it on iTunes, SoundCloud, um, all over the place, actually. TalkStream um, and Red, Sto- Red State Talk Radio, Love and Liberty, the app, uh, all over the place. I welcome Mark McKish with me. Uh, he is with me today and uh, the author of several books on lying. Uh, I know you are lying and don't be deceived. He uh, served as a uh, U.S. Marshal, also federal uh, law enforcement officer, 26 years, and he was uh, involved in training uh, how to catch somebody that's being deceptive. And so we'll take your calls. I'm sure you have some calls for him. There's just a couple of things I want to ask you about. Um, how when you when you noticed the group when you told them to lie and you were kind of analyzing how they would lie so that you could study this, were the lies spectacular or were they just veering off the the beaten path a little <laughs> what did you notice about the uniformity because you said most of the, they, they they lie or we lie in general in the same ways yeah most of the time they would just veer off the path a little bit not not too many spectacular lies mm-hmm. uh you know if you want to be a good liar you need to keep it to a minimum right you know, the more you talk the easier it is to turn if a person is being is being deceptive so most of the time it would just be more subtle things um like like with tanya harding when uh mm-hmm. you know the nancy kerrigan incident years ago uh when she was asked about that she said i don't know for sure anything about what's going on at all well <laughs> that's an interesting the key, statement <laughs> the key word the key word she uses i don't know for sure she didn't say i don't know what's going on she said i don't know for sure which tells you you know she knows something she doesn't mm-hmm. have all the details and any good reporter would ask her well what aren't you sure of her yeah. and two weeks later she did come out with additional information so that's what you'll find most of the time people won't tell spectacular lies mm-hmm. they'll just uh you know lying by omission is the biggest form of lying meaning they just withhold information they don't tell you everything that happened that transpired or they will qualify their statement uh, using certain certain words or phrases, or yeah. they'll skip over something. Ooh, okay. And you know, I, you, we've seen cases on the news where a child is missing and the parent is on camera and they're not showing very much emotion. Is that a tell for you, or do you, or or what does that mean to you? Because a lot of people will go after the parent and say they weren't even feeling emotion; they did it. What would your statement be to that? Well, that is a good uh, point to make. Now, you know, everybody has different emotions responds differently but mm-hmm. we do expect you know parents in the case of losing losing a child disappeared to be somewhat upset they don't have to be bawling their eyes out obviously but we expect them to, to be a little bit upset uh maybe some tears there choking mm-hmm. up a little bit you know as time goes by there's more of an acceptance there and they won't be quite as uh, as a trauma- traumatized or so yeah, we are looking to see if there is there some emotion there, but we're also listening to you know what are they telling us there? Right. What about somebody um, looking right in your eyes as they're telling you something? What are you looking for when they're doing that? Well, in our society, we do maintain eye contact. So if a person is constantly answering questions, looking down at the ground, that's a pretty strong indication that I'm being very forthright. Mm-hmm. So we expect them to maintain eye contact, but some deceptive people will overdo it. They'll just stare you down mm-hmm. because they think, you know, you're going to believe my story now because I'm, you know, I'm looking at you, I'm facing you. Mm-hmm. And so it's somewhat obvious if a person constantly stares at you. I mean, the normal reaction is to look a person in the eyes, answer questions, and maybe look away a little bit, break eye contact, and then resume it again. So we're looking for that normal pattern of, of behavior, right. ma- maintaining eye contact. Not something that they're sitting thinking about. <laughs> if they right. were thinking about yeah. making sure that they looked you in the eye, they're probably hiding something. 
I, w- I would imagine, yeah. Uh, all all right. right, caller, you're on the line uh, with author Mark McKish. Go right ahead. Hey, Mark, when did they start using sodium pentothal? Sodium pentothal, okay. All right. Oh, that, is that like truth? <laughs> that's a yeah that's a truth serum yeah uh, that i don't have the answer to uh, it mm-hmm. seems like it's been around for a long time mm-hmm. does it uh, work but it can work on some people i mean if you get them to relax and they're a little bit under mm-hmm. uh, not quite under obviously then they may start answering questions because they they don't have their guard up right i can't tell them this and so that's that's the whole idea behind that to get them to relax and be under um this uh influence of this drug for a little bit and then start Mm -hmm. asking them questions okay and what about shifting uh shifting in their seat while they're telling you something and what kind of body language is their body actually doing that you're looking at Uh, folded arms or shifting or uh anything with their hands like you were talking about earlier any other body language signals yeah, when people knowingly tell a lie, it causes stress, and and that stress uh, causes changes to the body. Now, subtle changes can be detected with a polygraph. They perspire a little bit more, breathe a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. But for some people, that stress manifests in a form of a body movement. And so they may be, as you mentioned, get fidgety. So it's an indication, again, they're under some stress. Why, you know, and why is that? Why is this, this question stressful? Or if they uh, cross their arms, it's an indication they're closed off. So once they cross their arms maybe even lean back in their chair trying to get away from you. Uh, from that point on, they may not be very forthright, you know, throughout that interview. Hmm. Okay, good point. 888-673-1450 is the call-in number. Um, and uh, as far as the um, looking at cases, too, I remember the Michael Jackson. A lot of people were on either side of the fence on, on he was accused of sexual allegations on whether he did it or not. What was your take on Michael Jackson? I don't remember the specific mm-hmm. uh, interviews he did. I mean, I, there's an I know there's analysis on my website, but mm-hmm. he did show signs, uh, some signs of deception mm. uh, when it came to denying if mm-hmm. he had you know inappropriate relations with these uh, young boys. Right, right. Uh, okay, and then what? Do you remember Susan Smith? She drowned her boys. That was a huge case because she was crying in the cameras and she was saying that, uh, you know, she didn't do it. I can't. I don't remember the words that she used. Um, but even in that case, did you feel from the beginning that she had? Did you feel from the beginning on some of these? Uh, from the beginning, you know, I, I was open-minded. It was hard to mm-hmm. tell. Uh, her story sounded, you know, somewhat believable. But then again, the more she talked, and at one point she finally gave a press conference where she said... Um, I would like to say whoever has my children, has my that children. they please, yes. I mean, bring them, bring them home to us where they belong. Right. And now, remember, she said it was a male subject that drove away with her two kids. Mm-hmm. So if that's the last vision you had, that's what you would talk about. You know, him, that man, he needs right. to release him. And she comes out and says, whoever, like she has no idea. And they. And, so, and they. And she then, the word then she used the pro pronoun they. Right. And that, again, to me, that was the biggest tell right there. Because changing pronouns indicates deception. In this case, from a singular <laughs> male to they. And as soon as she said that, I knew she had something to do with it. I didn't know if the kids were still alive or not based right. on her entire statement. Oh, and the following day, she finally confessed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. You're on with author Mark McKish. Yes, thanks. Uh, how about dropping the left shoulder? What does that indicate? Mm, thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Does that mean anything to you? 
Um, not specifically, but mm-hmm. if it's it's a if it's a deviation of their normal body movements, then yeah, we want to pick up on that. It's, it's not a common one that you'll see, but it, it's definitely possible. People react in different ways, and that stress causes them their body to do different things. And so, yeah, they may drop their left shoulder, or it could even be their right shoulder. Hmm. Okay. Um. And uh. And also, you know, I was just we, we were talking about as I came in. I can't remember if it was this time or or the last break, but I was talking about this will be great fodder for watching politicians and politicians kind of you know they're they're kind of known for skirting the answer if you will when you're sitting back mark just personally you're watching some of these speeches or some of the the things going on are you noticing a, a plethora of many many times that you see somebody are they skilled in this to the tune that shocks you or or do you not notice it that much i mean are you maybe we're maybe we ridicule them too much i don't know What's your take on politicians and answering questions? Well, most of them do tell the okay. truth, uh, really? especially when they're on camera. They're gonna, mm-hmm. they're not gonna lie to us. But what you'll find is that most of them, if they're, especially like with Anthony Weiner, mm-hmm. um, New York City Congressman years ago, yes. uh, what they'll do is they'll be asked a question, but they won't answer that specific question. Mm-hmm. Okay. They'll give an answer, but they won't answer the question. And unfortunately, a lot of your journalists let them get away with that. They, you know, they, they, they hear the answer, and then they just mm-hmm. move on to the next question because they have a certain agenda that they're going to do. Right. Uh, but that's the biggest thing you see with politicians. Most of them mm-hmm. will not outright lie, but they just won't answer that specific question. They'll give you an answer, but you have to ask yourself, did they answer the specific question? Mm, okay, okay. Is there ever a case that stumps you, that has stumped you, and you haven't been able to make up your mind on whether you thought they were lying or not? Uh, every once in a while, investigators send me statements all the time, and, and I, may, I may say this can go either way, but most of the time it's either clear, especially if I have both sides of the story. If I have... Mm-hmm. You know his statement, her statement, wherever the case may be, then then that usually can we can tell who's being truthful, who's being deceptive. Right, kind of harder with like a Scott Peterson. Um, I, I thought it was pretty evident. I his body language to me, everything he was saying just didn't fit right. What was your what were your thoughts on that? He's sitting in prison right now. I remember his wife Lacey. Uh, she was pregnant at the time. Yeah, like you mentioned, he showed a lot. His lot of his body language showed deception, mm-hmm. and then the, the final straw was he got on national television. He's interviewed by uh, Diane Sawyer, mm-hmm. and and he told Diane Sawyer um, he talked about his wife Lacey before her body was discovered in the past tense. He uh-huh. said she was amazing. Then he realized what he said, so he changed it to she is amazing, but it was already out there. And that's a big sign when it comes to missing person cases. If a person, mm-hmm. a family member, somebody who knows the missing person talks about that missing person in the past tense, their talents, they know something we don't know. They know that missing person is dead. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of cases are solved by that way, by listening to how family members talk about this missing person. So that was a big sign there for him. He, he slipped up. Right. Uh, also, you know, a lot of people out there have teenagers. And <laughs> teenagers uh, teenagers are in, an interesting breed. What is the best way to ask a, a family member a question, even a teenager a question, somebody in your life, to get a straight answer? Is there a way? Is there a particular way to ask a question? Well, in some cases, you just want to ask a direct question. Uh-huh. Where did you go tonight? And then you have to listen to what they tell you. And, and they may give you a truthful answer. I went here, I went here. But they may leave out you know, one location they went to that they know you didn't approve of. Mm-hmm. And so they won't tell you that. But you have to listen and see if they 
are using any words that means they skipped over something. When, right. when people say, you know, later on, afterwards, that means they, they jumped over something. You want to back them up in their story. But the biggest thing with teenagers or really anybody is listen. Did they answer your specific question mm-hmm. or did they answer your question with a question? Mm, okay. Or maybe did they go uh, a little vague? <laughs> vague or broad lack, lack lack of details yes. yeah has anything surprised you along the way in studying people in studying this um mainly as i mentioned before that you know people just for whatever reason just don't want to lie i mean now people know their body language if they lie their body language may reveal the fact they're lying mm-hmm. a hardcore criminal doesn't know what you the interviewer knows so if he tells a lie he just dug his grave a little bit deeper, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so the safest way for people to play it is to not tell any lies. More so in, a, in an open statement, such as, all right, what did you do? What did mm-hmm. you see? Where did you go? They'll give you a truthful statement and tell you a lot of things, but they'll leave out certain things. And as I mentioned, if you listen for words like, you know, later on, afterwards, um, the next thing I remember, that means they're skipping over something, and, and then you want to back them up in their story, try to find out, you know, what are they withholding from you. So, like, prefacing it. Pre- prefacing they'll, the statement? Yeah, a lot of times they'll preface it, yeah. Okay. I wondered about that. And what about the the psychopaths? I, I'm, I'm imagining they're hard to catch, um, because I don't think that's a huge group of people. I think true psychopaths, maybe, I, you tell me, are um, probably a, a certain kind of breed a, a, of people. But um, easy for them to lie, harder to catch. I mean, it, how difficult is it? And how do you know when you have one? Well, as you mentioned, I don't think there's very many of them out there. I, I don't know what the numbers would be. They, they do mm-hmm. exist, but we don't come across them too often. I would say easy for them to lie because they just typically will lie about everything. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times their lies will be, uh, in some cases, just so grandiose that y- you can realize you know, you're lying to me. It's just hard for me to believe what you're telling me because it's just so spectacular. Mm. And so that's sometimes how we can catch them. But still, their, their words will betray them. And this is why the techniques work because there are several ways you can phrase a statement. Mm-hmm. And pe- people will always word their statement based on all their knowledge which means their statement may contain information they did not intend to share. And so the key is to listen to what people are telling you and see how they phrase their statement. And sometimes you can gain additional information or determine if they're being truthful or deceptive. Interesting. Well, Mark McClish, it's been eye-opening. Thank you. The books are, I know you're lying. Don't be deceived. You can actually go to statementanalysis.com, statementanalysis.com to get more information on this. He went through a lot of other cases too. You know, Simpson case, you name it, uh, is on there where he dissects and tells you exactly what he thinks and how they were lying, which is really, I thought that was rather eye-opening because of the different statements that you dissect. So I thought it was great information. Uh, you can either get further training from uh, from Mark. So, Mark, thank you for joining me. It was eye-opening. Thanks for having me, Kate. You bet. You bet. Statementanalysis.com and uh, the books, uh, I Know You Are Lying and Don't Be Deceived. Uh, of course, I'll be back tomorrow with Chris Ann Hall, the constitutional attorney, and uh, a lot of stuff tomorrow, so don't miss tomorrow's show either. And everybody have a great night. Uh, be faithful. Be fearless. This is the Kate Daly Show.